0: The Paranoid American Homunculus Owner's Manual, Not for the Faint of Heart. Available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today.
1: Can I get a...
2: Illuminati confirmed. You have been confirmed. Boom. That's That Illuminati music industry. Illuminati confirmed. How about this? Wanna join Illuminati? Call us. Oh, okay. dude. I, I trust the media.
3: I was Morpheus, and I was interviewing a frog. Man, what the fuck is this guy talking about? I don't know.
0: Illuminati confirmed.
2: I was raped by a big son. Are you being for right now? I am being 110.
0: Illuminati confirmed.
4: He's so weird like that. All right, now I'm recording too. Hey, I'm going to- what do you think? Like Chris is gonna like flash us or something? Why are you recording at the start of every?
2: I'm recording audio, bro. Oh, okay. Well, still, I am gonna flash you, fuckers. Anyway, it's just FYI.
4: Oh, no, please don't. I'm here, wearing my one-on-one gear. <laughs> Yo, is it cold up there yet? Yeah, dude, it's freezing.
3: How cold are we talking?
4: Not cold enough to stop me from drinking with ice.
2: Ooh. Got some ice in the cup. Just turned into basically fall out here today, too. Crazy. Until what? Like fall. It's been, like, super nice. It just finally got, like, not nice. Like, pretty much today. Fuck
3: the snow. I can't take that shit.
2: Dude, look around me, dude. <laughs> look at all these palm trees, man. <laughs> you
3: manifest your own reality, man.
2: So <laughs> totally.
3: Life is what you make of it, man. Hey, Juan, where are you? <laughs> I'm finishing up my dinner because I'm running a go tight ship here, and
2: sounds sexual.
3: I didn't have. Lunch, so I'm starting.
4: I'm running a tight ship over here. What are you talking about? Your poop deck?
3: <laughs> no, a poop deck. <laughs> Some people actually work a
2: job. Uh, mm-hmm. Mark?
4: I have a job. I have a full time job.
2: Professional podcaster. <laughs>
4: I have a full time job working for Sam Tripoli. He just said it the other day. Touche but that's okay. Did you say
2: finishing Sam A? is that what you just said? No, he said <gasps> on the
4: podcast the other day, he said I, I work for him full-time. Yeah, but I mean like... <laughs> Chris, I'm not going to entertain that kind of <laughs> shit-talking, all right? It's a juvenile, and you look like an otter, okay?
2: <laughs> dude, I've got aquatic blood, dude, but I am legitimately scared of the ocean. <laughs> really? I just, you know, I don't know, dude. I don't love I don't love it, you know? Like, I like looking at it. Yeah, you know? I'm the
3: same. I'm the same.
2: Yeah, but I don't want to be past neck deep, you know, in that motherfucker. What? You
3: guys yeah. are pink. The things that eat you with their fucking face.
2: Face, dude. Yeah,
4: well, maybe where you guys live, but not where I live. Long Island Sound, the biggest thing floating are our car tires.
2: It's, there's great whites out there, dog. You
4: know, great whites in Long Island Sound, dude. The only great whites in Long Island Sound live in mansions on Long Island Sound.
2: <laughs> That's racist.
4: It's is that not, like a Jew joke? Like, what is that? Yeah,
2: you're canceled, bro.
4: I've been canceled, bro. You dude, should I'm listen the first of, 30 I mean, episodes of the podcast.
2: Dude, I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm going Defcon 3 on Mark, dude.
4: <laughs> Where? You're gonna go DefCon on me?
2: No, you have not read the Kanye tweet. Apparently, uh, no, I haven't either, bro. Dude, he said, Kanye. He said you know, he was going to bed and he was gonna wake up and go Def, quote unquote, DefCon three on Jewish people. That's what he said on a tweet. Yeah, that's what And that's why the next day the whole world was like, "Dude, go fuck yourself, dude! Like, you're done." JP Morgan Chase, they're not doing business with Yeezy. Like, they just shut <laughs> him off.
4: <laughs> I don't know, dude. Why would they care if he wasn't saying something right? Am I right there, folks? Come on now. Come on. That's we'll some get...
3: MK Ultra shit right there, man.
4: If it was just if it was just uh if it was just that they're offended, why don't they go and shut it all down? It doesn't make any sense.
2: I mean it is hate speech against the whole <laughs> Oh come on, they're such babies.
1: Get
4: over I mean...
2: it. To be fair, dude, you can say whatever you want against the fucking fill-in-the-blank a lot of other people. The Jews?
4: I'm just glad Kanye's putting it back in the style again. We can all say whatever. What, hating on Jews? (laughs) No, not any one group in particular. Not me. me. I forget where I was listening to this, but someone was making a great point. that, like, The more... The more one group defends themselves over and over and over and over and over again, meanwhile, they're the ones committing atrocities, the hypocrisy is just going to be exposed. at some. Bro, point. it's all
3: propaganda, one side spreading about the other, they're all lizard people, they all shed their skin, and they shapeshift.
2: Dude, I was thinking about this today. I think what we should do as, like, as far as a next product, you know, like, as far as, like, you know, Juan's got the um, comic book going, and there's some apparel stuff and whatever, whatever. I think the next thing we should put out is just like a like a telephone book for all the lizards that we can yo, out Chris, where they're at though,
3: Chris, mm. Chris.
2: Yeah. Yes.
3: So I remember how the other day we were talking about like start <laughs> starting a rival gang, right? The Homunculus okay. Boys with with a K. Well. It turns out I've been doing some some research and apparently there was a there is such a thing since the nineteen forties, I believe. The homunculus club, bro. I promise you. This is a real thing. So we are not being original by taking that idea on. And I literally ran into it the other day. I was like, oh, that is
2: genius. Dude, there's a like a van is gonna pull up. And they're just going to hop out and black bag your ass at Moan. They're going to be like, you know what I mean? And then you're going to wake up into some like ceremonial room and they're going to be like, dude, you're not only the president, but you're also a client, dude. Like you're in. Dude. <laughs> what should we do next? Tell us <laughs> got, what to do, in- Sia. You got the scoop, dude. Like people are looking to you for advices, like how to like, you know, animate, like, globs of mud you know like you know what i'm saying <laughs> and that's when the glasses come off fucking
3: bullshit bro
2: <laughs> sick
3: here we go
2: sick dude. all right
3: so he's not late time is just a social social construct it's not real it's like australian <laughs> yo because somebody put something like came on here and then i put mark is late like always And then he put, he's not late. Time is just a social construct. Something like came on here and then I put Mark. It's not real. It's like Australian birds.
4: (laughs) Are we live now? Yeah, we're live right now, dude. Okay, cool. I don't know what happened. I deleted the cookies on my browser the other day and it logged me out of my YouTube account. So that's why I wasn't able to. Set it up on time for everyone who's listening now, but we're live. We've been recording for at least 10 minutes now, uh, for the Patreon only audience. Juan has uh, a Coca-Cola there brought to you by McDonald's and Pfizer. And, uh, Chris is eating, uh, like an otter earlier. So you missed a lot. People who are just tuning in, sign up on the Patreon and get the whole show, get the parts that we cut out. Uh, but Without further ado, I am just the intern here. Uh, I must introduce our co hosts for today's show, Illuminati Confirmed, episode 17. Uh, first things first, we have our highly esteemed host, uh, the host of the Juan on Juan podcast, or as Sam Tripoli likes to call it, the Juan to Juan <laughs> podcast, uh, Juan Ayala. How are you, sir?
3: And apparently I'm Mexican, too. <laughs> but it's all good i love mexicans i love mexicans mexicans are awesome i respect them all out they're hard workers but yeah we're puerto ricans we're like the polar opposite we're super yeah, lazy sam,
4: sam just looks at uh every guy that looks like you as a mexican because he's in la but yes puerto ricans are we got we got puerto ricans up here in uh connecticut and and mexicans we got them all it's all good it's all it's good, good. Fun. We're how like
3: the the Caribbean beaners kind of thing. We're like in on the islands, so mm. it's, all,
4: it's all good in the hood. How are you today, Juan? You're good?
3: Yeah, I'm good. i just just finishing my dinner because we're slaving away with the podcast. I'm not
4: going to have time to eat later. Mm. So... I don't think anyone has any sympathy for you. Chris, how are <laughs> you, sir? Chris, uh, our second co-host here uh, of the two-part duo that is Chris and Juan, uh, also the intern hi uh chris he's the host of the mensa podcast he is the founder of prosser spice he is a snowboard fashion extraordinaire uh fart boys mogul chris prosser how are you today sir
2: hola como ta <laughs> nice
4: to see you again
2: <laughs> Yo, let me that see that shirt bro spanish, spanish dude Did you catch the my little accent in there like Yo, show that
3: shirt, bro. That that shirt is so fresh, dog. Hey, hey. can't see it behind the palm trees, dog.
4: Oh, I <laughs> should have worn my Nicolas Cage shirt. I got a Nicolas Cage shirt from One on One.
2: Which one? Oh, that that's guy, right. I forgot I
4: about, about that. Guy.
2: Oh, Man, he's looking good with those sunnies on today, dude. Like somebody's got a future ahead of him. You know what I'm saying?
3: How about now?
2: He <laughs> Yo, oh, looks like gosh. Fauci right now, son. <laughs>
3: Brought to you by Pfizer. Hold on, let me... Brought to you by Pfizer. There you go.
2: Easy.
3: Oh, dude, who am I?
2: Me. Baby powder, dude. (laughs) The baby
3: powder, bro. This is great. My things weren't working for a while, but they are today.
2: Dude, that one looks like... Like, real.
3: I'm dapper as fuck, son.
2: (laughs) You need a bowl of that, dude. (laughs)
3: So what's up, Chris? What have you been up to, bro? What have you been up to in the... In, how, how has Oregon, right? Or is that is that where you're at, Oregon? How has that been ever since they legalized, like, everything? Has it been... Did it get shittier or not so? How?
2: Dude, um, most people, like, think that, you know, that's one of the reasons why, like, this shit has really hit the fan here as far as, like, homelessness and, like, as far as, like, you know just like shit getting crazy is, you know because like yeah everything's legal basically it's like uh, um, so it's like kind of an oasis if you want to like do certain drugs. drugs in the yeah. streets yeah I mean all night I mean dude it's um, like maybe like a month ago I was getting gas and I looked over and I just saw a guy like shitting in the road so it's like <laughs> that's basically how it is I mean, it's pretty it's, sweet like i think this is the liberal death like that's it i just think it's liberal death like if you allow your kid juan right to do whatever they want whenever they want they're gonna be little fuckheads right right so population is is a lot like that where you gotta give them some sort of boundaries i mean i i think that's what the bible is too like i think that's what all this shit is it's just like Hey, like without a little guidance, you're going to be a total fucking moron.
1: Mm. And
2: um, I think this proves it. Ted Wheeler, you fucking bitch ass. And the rest of these people that run the state here that are complete and utter fucking horrible, stupid, shallow, dumb cunts. Because, dude, you're ruining people's lives by making meth and shit legal. You're not only giving the opportunity for like large drug organizations to like get a foothold and make a bunch of money but like they don't go away after that dude like you know what i'm saying like it's a it's um it's horrible dude i think it's a really bad plan now we've looked at mexico we've looked at you know portugal and places like this that have made drugs legal and they've like gotten better over time no doubt but they're not like wild wild west americans like they're we're we're psychos up here dude and they're going to take full advantage of it and like you know like smoke crystal like a handful of times and like see if you're gonna hold down a job like no you're gonna get a tent and live on the block and steal people's bikes like it just it sucks but it is what it is dude like you know like do you think it's
4: intentional like uh like what sam i think he said this on the most recent episode or or some some podcast i was listening to uh, like an open air psych ward the way um tom o'neill describes it in his book chaos like do you think they're they're like kind of experimenting on people that way up there yeah. like, i totally, like-
2: i totally believe that i totally think that it's like um oregon is one of these places that people have used um to just yeah exactly see what happens if we if we do this right you know what happened i just um yeah, I think I, I totally believe in that. Yeah, I totally think so, dude. I, and that's why it's a progressive place. You know what I mean? It's like so they can get away with experimenting with the... Because it's just psychology applied. Right? It's like if we let people do whatever they want, what are they going to do?
3: Yeah, let's well, find out. That's, uh, absolutely. I think that they'll run these little simulations, if you will, in, in controlled environments in order to see what happens right cool. and it's like the i think we talked about on this show the the rat experiment where you put a bunch of rats in in one ecosystem and you let them do their own thing and see where it goes they eventually start to eat each other right they start to cool. to form a hierarchy and start to self-destruct from the inside out
2: dude some things acclimate to their environment and fit right in and other things take over. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Fisher, like, there's that, what is it, like, um, Vietnamese carp, or whatever, that's, like, taking over fucking... Asian carp.
1: Of, mm-hmm.
2: that's taking over a lot of the waterways in America. Because, for whatever reason, it's uber powerful compared to the other things that live in that natural environment. So, you put a tiger in a fucking chimpanzee cage, and what do you think going to happen? That bitch going to eat everything. So, and I just feel like that's the same way here, just, like, All right, drugs are legal. Bitch, you just gave every crooked motherfucker an opportunity to sell whatever they want. And that ain't, historically, that ain't a great idea.
3: Yeah, it thrives better in the environment. That's, it's the the original environment meant for something else that thrives even better. And that's the whole thing with Florida, too. We have all these invasive species and in the waterways and all that where during Hurricane Andrew when it devastated miami it people instead of watching their fish die they would release them in the canal systems and the canal systems in miami have never been they are crazy the they're just canals for miles and you will find the most exotic species of fish within these canals and they thrive bro so the fwc the fish and wildlife has had to implement uh certain species within the canals to control the populations and then those fish go out of control so it's like a constant battle but you have all type, bro look at the iguana population and the government was paying you to kill iguanas not too long ago in miami really? it's just yeah dude they're just so it's like walking dinosaurs joe rogan shared a video
4: of a raccoon uh like killing an iguana did you guys see that video it was like on his back like they must have hired that raccoon to get it get some skins you know yeah that raccoon was cia 100 <laughs> hey
2: did you get my text though
4: yeah i, I couldn't <laughs> see that grainy ass video grandpa you gotta send the video dude, on, on instagram late, it was late at night dude what do you want
2: me to do no but
4: you gotta share the video file on telegram that way yeah share the complex. share it on telegram so we can play it on the air dude
2: yeah okay, well, i can't
4: you know when you text like an image or a video it gets compressed and then you know the the quality like all it looked like was like a blurry blurry bird that landed in front of some guy like i had no idea what you were trying to show me with that video and then he's
3: like where'd the voice come from like all of a sudden like he just pops into frame <laughs> where'd the voice come from i'm like okay dude
4: yeah i had no idea what that was about chris you you're Kind
3: of do you do
2: you? <laughs> Mark, are
3: you here when we're doing episodes? Are you like at all present, bro?
2: Mm-hmm. What do you mean? I, you
4: I heard him. Did you not
3: listen to the voicemail I played last time that had to do with that, bro?
2: Yep, robot uh, bird,
4: dude. I'm present, but I just I feel like I need another explanation because it's been at least two weeks. This oh is why we need my. to do a show every week because if it, two weeks goes by, I'm like. What the hell did we talk about? I don't know. <laughs> you don't remember the voicemail you want me to play it for you? The voicemail that Chris left you yeah, I remember we listened to it yeah and he's like I saw a
2: commercial and there was a robotic bird oh. <laughs> I, mean, I still don't get what the robotic birds supposed to do. Well, we... that was the, that was the robot bird. That,
4: that... was it bro it, it okay, so it lands in front of a guy and that's it.
2: It's this guy and he's sitting at this table. And there's like one like pie on the table and then there's like a bird that's like
1: ah, like, ah, like, ah,
2: like whatever it's like in a robot voice it's weird <laughs> okay that's really it and that there's two versions of the commercial one is it's like there's like they're at a pie eating comer- like contest and i think birds are like dive bombing the contestants but the <laughs> second part of that com- <laughs> seriously it's so ridiculous and the second part is um yeah just this one singular bird on the table, and it's like talking to him in like fucking robot voice, and I don't know. Juan was saying birds are fake and shit. Well, listen to this.
4: So there's funny, been all dude. these there's been all these reports of uh UFOs and drones storming battleships in the ocean, like like swarming them. Where so like, they'll just be like battle, dude. Battleships are sailing in all seven seas. I don't. They don't give away the locations. Uh, but so it could it could be anywhere, you know, the U.S. Navy is literally in all seven seas. So uh, but either way, there are these like weird reports that I read about uh, Navy personnel, you know, military guys who are reporting, you know, these like swarms of drones that all of a sudden come and swarm their battleship and then fly away. And and you're talking about these swarms of birds in this commercial and the bird talks like a robot, meaning it's not a bird, it's a drone. And then we have, I don't know, I'm might sound crazy to people who aren't familiar with this type of conspiracy content, but you guys have seen like the synchro mystic stuff. And I mean, we've talked about these concepts here with the collective consciousness and how uh, like maybe a commercial is like the low end spectrum of energy wave and the extreme end spectrum of it is like this weird ufo storm thing that's happening to these ships
2: well dude um uh so like to piggyback off that like super interesting point like from a marketing perspective like it's a great way to get attention dude like you just dig into the whatever the thing is that people are saying and like uh i saw one recently where there's a mandela effect for uh and i know sorry but there's a mandela effect for uh uh, the cornucopia is supposedly missing out of the Fruit of the Loom logo, and so Fruit of the Loom for uh, April Fools' last year added it back. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like genius level marketing. Yeah, that's genius. Added, they add
4: it back just for like
2: to so like fuck with people.
4: No, but like they didn't they didn't say anything about it. They just added it back for a few days and then took it away. Very subtle. Genius. Right. Well, yeah. Well, that that's also is, it's so subtle that maybe the more paranoid of us would think like
2: no it's the mandela here's proof yeah <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah or like or are they just like oh man like somebody over there is rad
4: <laughs> well a lot of people are gonna buy that underwear now just because they that's probably the only underwear they've like thought about you know how many uh, underwear companies are successfully marketing i mean there is the The uh, underwear I could remember where the beaver takes a bite out of the guy's butt, and then he's like, Duluth.
2: (laughs) Oh, Duluth, (laughs)
4: yeah, Duluth, strong. An ass-eating beaver is that? Yeah, the beaver. The beaver tries to eat some ass, and the the logger guy. You know, he's like this rough-looking guy. Someone who live where Chris lives. And he he goes and gets his ass bit by a beaver, and the underwear is so strong that it blocks the beaver's teeth. you never seen this? (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite commercial.
2: That's awesome.
4: (laughs) Why I wear Duluth pants, so that I don't get my ass bit by a beaver. Or a snake yeah. or something. What the fuck?
2: <laughs> I'll be um, I'll be totally honest with you, Mark. I don't think it's the way it works, but like you know, I feel you, dude. Good marketing. Can know? we name this
4: episode <laughs> "Ass Eating Beavers"? That's fine. I think that's one of the monsters in that Puerto Rico article. I I, I pulled say, it up actually, so I, I don't know.
2: That's definitely a Puerto Rican beaver. He's
4: like, ah. Well, we got some guests tonight. If people are tuning in, they're like,
2: what the hell is this
4: Operation Mockingbird? They're not talking about Operation Mockingbird. Uh, we do have some guests. So just stick with us, okay? Hint, hint. That has to do with our, our guests who are joining us. Not right now, Juan, right? They'll be joining us in a half an hour.
3: Half an hour at 830. Yes, they will be joining us.
4: But I did I did want us to be a little prepared for this episode so I brought myself uh, a wrench got a wrench right here so I'm gonna be
2: drinking a wrench is while, that cannabis
4: well you two tools read this article that I sent you
2: here you're gonna are you gonna slug it right now
4: huh are you gonna slug that thing right now do you want me to I don't want oh, yeah dude. dude I'm wait gonna, what is I'm it
1: not
4: gonna, I'm not gonna like uh what is it called uh I'm not gonna shotgun. Shotgun. Shotgun Don't be a bitch, Mark. Shotgun it, bro. I'm not gonna make a mess on my audio equipment. You guys already were here for the jungle juice incident where I spilled fucking jungle (laughs) juice. The kombucha mixer. Yeah. The worm (laughs) juice, bro. (laughs)
1: Hey.
4: You got in my head with that. I haven't been drinking kombucha <laughs>
1: much lately, you little
4: asshole. They grow it's homunculi not... in that fucking thing, bro. No, they don't, dude. Me and my me and my girlfriend are healthy from our kombucha, dude. There's no homunculi. This
3: Dr Pepper's healthy, bro. At least there's no the worms in it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> got tapeworms in that kombucha,
3: bro. Get the fuck out of here.
2: Can, slugging kombucha again, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
4: I'm slugging it, all right. Read that article, Juan. What the hell? I'm trying to be prepared for this goddamn show. All right,
3: so here we go. And I also pulled up another article just to show you how bad of a place Puerto Rico can be. Hopes for rebuilding giant out telescope appear dead. So one of the world's biggest telescopes, they literally have no money to fix it, right? Because it started falling apart after the hurricanes and all this stuff. We built it. Oh, this thing is it, this thing was not in, in the movie Cable Guy, bro. This thing has yeah. been around for forever.
4: Mark, do you know what he's talking about? I remember when I was a kid, uh, it, like they, I don't know if they like finished building it when I was yeah. a kid, but I remember it being on the news, like how built
3: in the nineteen sixties by the U.S. military. So oh, it well, wasn't when I Mark.
2: Was a kid. It's so big that it's like cradled by mountains. It's like it's yeah. not it's not like typical. It's like in it's like in the ground and shooting straight up. It's sure fucking why If, if the, any of the audience hasn't seen it, dude, or I guess we're gonna bring it up. It's fucking insane, and it just broke by itself a few years ago because it's like basically decommissioned.
4: Do they get a lot of like tectonic activity there? Is that why it's breaking, or
3: so the hur the hurricane had a lot to do with it? But yes, there are earthquakes in Puerto Rico. They are on a, a major fault line in Puerto dude, those Rico.
2: Mountains are, incredible. dude. They all look like pyramids. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the same, and it's the same in um, uh, mountain structures like that. In in uh, in Jamaica, there's a lot of that, and then also I believe
0: Thailand. Or, is that uh,
4: from when like the the Earth is like pinching up like like from multiple directions, or is that like do people think that those are actually pyramids?
2: I don't know, dude.
3: I'm not 100. percent That's a good. So check it out.
2: Oh damn it. Fell, dude! It fell. The, it used to have a, a middle piece suspended. Oh, it
4: used to be up mountain. on those posts. I get what you're saying. Damn,
3: it's really sad because obviously, I think China now has one of the biggest ones, but they're not going to. They're not going to fix this thing's well, going to fall apart, bro.
4: So the U.S. government built this in Puerto Rico and then gave up on it, basically.
3: Well, they, the the Puerto Rican government took over, okay. and. As we all know, when Puerto Ricans take over then, something, it doesn't Donald go to well. And Donald Trump
4: was like, sorry, we don't have enough paper towels for you Puerto Ricans. You're going to have to sop up the hurricane yourselves. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was a terrible Donald Trump. Well, the, you know, you know the, the
3: funny thing about that, when that hurricane devastated Puerto Rico, I actually donated a bunch of water and, and supplies and we sent it over. It turns out that the government let never distributed the supplies that were meant to help people in Puerto Rico they let it rot in warehouses so there was literally water and all this all these other canned goods and all this stuff that literally rotted away
4: like they just sent it there just to be like yeah we did something but nobody actually got any of those resources exactly what the f-
2: Mark Mark look into it because that's every natural disaster it's the same story oh,
4: yeah I just had a great conversation this episode will be out this uh, month with a guy named tofer uh he's a really cool dude he's an architect and we spent a lot of time talking about disaster capitalism and how his father he's actually from florida one i gotta get you in touch with him you'd probably like talking to him but his father was a skyscraper uh architect he, he helped build the skyscrapers that they have in florida and the, him and his father were both fascinated by domes and geodesic domes because apparently a dome is one of the most hurricane proof structures you could build it like it, it diffuses the energy in such a way that it, it's stronger than any other uh, any other structure interesting that type of situation but yeah okay so this is this is around the time like what when Trump just got in office this hurricane hit and they were everybody was complaining that he wasn't doing enough
3: no, this is Hurricane Maria, but you got to understand Puerto Rico is not a state. So it doesn't matter. You know, that that's the thing right. about Puerto Ricans, they're 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 hypocritical because they they don't want to pay taxes but they want to be a state and get all the benefits of being a state. So, you know, you can't you can't have your what do they say, have your cake and eat it too. You got to pick.
4: Think, do you think the fact that a lot of Puerto Ricans live in Democrat liberal New York uh, has something to do with that weird relationship that they have with the government? The
3: What do you mean by that exactly? Because the problem with Puerto Rico is that everything I don't is... Know, I
4: probably just said like a very off-color thing that people are <laughs> offended by, but I don't know. Maybe I'm going off the handle ever since the Kanye stuff.
3: <laughs> no, I mean, I never considered it, but... The... No,
4: I listen, for the record, uh, I have a Puerto Rican aunt who's been on my podcast. Uh, her name is Adeline. I love her to death. She's uh, been my mom's best friend well before I was born. So I'm a Puerto Rican aunt just so you know, and uh, she's been on my podcast because she's the conspiracy theorist herself.
3: Wow, yeah, no the thing about Puerto Rico is everybody a lot of people live off the government. So that's that's one of the, that's a democratic thing, right to have more government involvement, right? more government aid, more distribution of the I guess of the wealth. I was like socialism kind of sort of. And then, right, the Republicans want less government involvement. You know, the, le- the the least government there is, the better. So that probably has a lot to do with it. And you got to understand, right, in these bigger cities with, with more population, less educated the population is. So it's, again, it's that whole demographic. But uh, th- there is, I don't know who's in power right now in Puerto Rico as far as dem- their Democratic version or Republican version. I'd have to ask my grandma but i i don't
2: or a, or a quick google search
3: yeah i don't give a shit <laughs> <laughs> you know
2: dude have you ever heard of brexit and then you asked the, actually a person in england what the fuck brexit means and they're all like we don't know but it definitely made everybody like choose a <laughs> side. No brexit, you know
4: brexit is is the british exit that's what it stands for yeah, the british, british exit from the european
2: union. union guess what they never spent euros in england
4: <laughs> well, yeah, but they were still like sending money to the EU. That's what they wanted to get like over with. They're like, all right, we're done with these.
2: I'm just saying, dude. A lot of this shit is so funky, dude. You're asking about why water wasn't distributed and why the re- you know you ever read Tales of an Economic Hitman or look at a Red Cross logo. oh
4: here's the thing. So Puerto Rico,
2: dude, it's very occulted shit, and we're deal. We're de- we're diving into subjects that are not just surface value. It's talking about a place that is, like Juan said, it wants one thing, it's behaving like another thing. It's like, we're dealing with all this shit that gets, dude, it's economics, it's political, it's global. It's like, dude, you're, it's so funky because we're never going to find it just an easy answer. It's fucked up. It's the world that we live in. You, it, it doesn't matter if it's a Democrat or Republican. They're both crooked cunts. It's like, we're never going to get to a bottom of it If we're looking for an answer in a very you know encapsulated way it's that world we live in is tones of gray
4: let's take a let's take a left turn because you made a great point chris and i don't know if i can match that so point christopher uh but (laughs) i i do want to stay on puerto rico because it seems like there's some sort of strategic importance with Puerto Rico. Like yes,
2: the gun violence, Google Puerto Rican gun violence. It's no, no, the no. State in America. Well, all
4: right. But I'm talking more like historically, historically, like why would it become a part of the United States to begin with? Um,
2: Strategy, it's a great place to boats and pirates in the caribbean it can produce sugar well, i'm and-
4: asking a rhetorical question to set up something else i'm saying chris so i would love to hear your thoughts on why it's strategic but just let me get to what i'm saying okay all right and do i sound like a condescending asshole like that's 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 my vibe i'm starting to realize the more we do these live shows and it's like
3: some I'm just-
2: people some people know everything <laughs> Sometimes I, Or
3: sometimes Chris needs to shut the fuck up. Chris, come on, bro. Just
2: totally let him talk. There's that, that too. <laughs>
4: totally. well, so the Arawaks, they were from Puerto Rico. Correct me if I'm wrong, right? I don't, I know. don't
2: know. Arawaks and Caribs so, were the, the basic population through the islands back in the days. So
4: Columbus, he came and he picked some of those dudes up and brought them with him. Uh, along his series of of journeys after he first landed uh, wherever he landed, right? Uh, And there's a sort of curse that this like voodoo curse that somebody said that they put on Columbus because of, you know, his mistreatment of these people. And you sort of see this like resurfacing, this like black magic, dark magic, voodoo type of energy you see it resurfacing in the political structure of our, our country somehow. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just like thinking in broad strokes. I haven't really made any connections enough to support that theory, but Puerto Rico seems to be uh, extremely important in, in the the whole like scheme of the new world and like taking this place, the new Atlantis and, and turning it into this, uh, pretty much Anglo empire that it's become, you know, take a group of 44 million people uh, and, and basically dominate them for the following 400 years. Uh, There's something about Puerto Rico. And then you have the chupacabra, you have the military experiments that we've talked about. I think we mentioned it on one of our Patreon episodes, how they did all those weird experiments on Puerto Ricans in the sixties and seventies with different uh, diseases and other psycho weapons, like psychotronic weapons. And and then there was that story a few months ago or years ago about like Cuba or something, and they were experiencing like the effects of a psychotronic uh, weapon that was being pointed at their embassy. So there's a lot of weird shit that goes on down there. And uh, I don't know. It's It's interesting because like Chris, knowing you, over the past few you know however many months now uh you've kind of enlightened me on like some things about that area of the world that i just for you know my education i just didn't know you know like they don't they just in school they're just like yeah there's a bunch of islands down there puerto rico it's kind of american but it's also not (laughs) like to juan's point earlier they they want to be a state but they don't want to pay taxes and i'm like Screw the taxes. I'd, I'm i with them. Yes. Screw taxes. They want to be free. They were here way before Columbus came and said, oh, this is called Puerto Rico. So, I mean, doesn't Puerto Rico mean like rich port or something like that? Like the port of riches or something?
3: Yeah. Puerto, Puerto is port. Puerto Rico can either mean rich or sweet. Right. Yeah. So it can either oh. be sweet port or rich port. Yeah. Huh. So
2: you ever heard of Port Royal in Jamaica?
3: You told me about that, Chris. Yeah,
4: yeah. I heard there's like a star fort there too. Not that uh, well,
2: Mark. It's a it's a it's a city that went under this under not that long ago.
4: underground underwater
2: into the sea. Oh, not that long ago
4: because of earthquakes. Like only a couple hundred years ago or a couple of decades
2: ago. Like I think like a hundred years ago, give or take, kind of thing. Oh, wow.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard
2: that. Oh, I, I heard
4: brother. that. Kingstown in Jamaica was where all the pirates be. It was Port what Chris? So I can look it up. Port Royal, right? Isn't that the pirate
2: town? There's a lot of places that they were said associated. I think basically any place you could drop anchor, you know, in the islands back in the day. But to your point, I think there was better or worse places. Like I think um, that island they call it Tortuga. I believe it was in uh, near Nassau, like in the Bahamas. It, I, I i think that's right um that was a notorious this is
3: bananas island. bro the so pirate city
2: water wow
3: this is crazy crazy
2: planet. yeah dude and every one of those islands is different you know like there's a fr- like you got you know like and you know not to always hearken back on this island talk but they're all different you know and they're like you know think about like you know sometimes when we're talking about this shit and i'm like dude i think it's just a money play i just think it's a money play i just think it's a money play because um at some at some point like you know all these places were um discovered quote unquote and they were you know um like uh, all the riches and stuff were taken off of them whether it was gold or sugar or rum or whatever you know so um I just think a lot of it has to do with money. And then if you look at each country, like there's still English islands, there's still French islands, there's still Dutch islands, and those islands are just, you know, fuck, man. Really, they just produce commodities and export them, and then, they, you know, the 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 country that owns that place is the one that, you know, retains all the fucking doski. So I mean, like, I mean, dude. Wh- if england owned jamaica for the last hundred years just like they owned the port of uh, shanghai uh, excuse me or hong kong excuse me um you know because they had a 99 year lease on hong kong that means they're getting kickback from everything come and go so i mean it's like no wonder why they're like super rich and same thing with the spanish like hundreds of years later you know it's like um you know puerto rico for example was a spanish island spanish speaking so like they're kicking back money to the crown every day, dude. So it's like, it's no wonder why Madrid is like this incredible place in the middle of this fucking arid country. They're getting money from all over the world, dude.
3: So check this out. Jamaica, Port Royal, pirates and witches.
4: Yeah. We've been checking it out.
3: This is crazy. Yeah. So the wicked city of Port Royal, the architect of Spanish Town, yeah. There's a bunch of quote-unquote Tartarian-esque architecture in the Caribbean that I will be covering on a new show that I started, Coquina Cowboys, with Doctor Narcolongo, and we're going to be talking about a lot of the interesting star forts and things. In the we're going to be focusing on the Caribbean. So
2: straight up though, Puerto Rico, like you said, dude, it's got some unbelievable architecture, and there's one feature on that quote-unquote Tartarian whatever they have these and you'll see it a lot in these kind of star forts that I've noticed is they, they always have these little like um, like an area for like a century, you know, like what a century is like a guard that like, mm-hmm. is, you know, like, so there's always these little areas for centuries um, to hang out at. is what it looks like to me, but there's not enough room for like a gun to point out the damn hole kind of thing. It gives you, so it doesn't really make sense. It's got these like um, circular um, like outcroppings Um, on these star forts that look like maybe where somebody would hang out at, but they're very, very small. Um, I've just noticed this in a lot of these kind of Tartarian kind of quote-unquote buildings. Weird. Yeah,
4: Yeah, they're very interesting. You have
3: the Medici lions too, always, bro. Always have the Medici lions.
4: Lions, okay. I thought you said lions for a second. You got me excited about ley lines.
3: Well, remember that also the Bermuda Triangle touches Puerto Rico it connects Puerto Rico to Miami
4: Well here's the thing though. Puerto or sorry the Bermuda Triangle may not be associated with the, the ley line phenomena the most mm. interesting thing i've heard about the Bermuda Triangle actually comes from the other side of the globe or well if you believe in the globe but if you look at the the earth as maybe like a spherical structure, so to speak, so to speak, then uh, on the opposite side of the Bermuda Triangle would be the Dragon's Triangle, yeah, right? right? And the Dragon's Triangle. So I'm thinking to myself, like, well, that's weird. Like, you have all these spots and this, this, I forget who. But this researcher, he laid out like the seven deadly vortexes or something like that. The 12 vial vortices. Yeah, the 12 vial vortices. So the reason why I think it's 12 is because they are correspondent with each other, like uh, opposite sides of the planet. So it's like energy flowing through the planet. Maybe it's like a portal. Of energy or something like you get pulled through the other side, but you just you know you don't make it through that process of going through the other side because it rips you apart or something, you know. But we
3: have the we that,
2: mark because they found a lot of these planes, like these squadrons that have gone into. Like I don't know how much you guys have looked into this, but I haven't looked into it a lot, but I, I I remember seeing this, but like on the fucking like History Channel when I was a kid talking about all these planes that like are flying to Bermuda, they all disappear, like all eight of them or whatever. then they all pop back out into like radar like 42 years later kind of thing you know it's like oh yeah it's like really uber weird shit
4: well 40 is interesting because the Philadelphia experiment I think it corresponds like 40 years after that the like the computer the internet was started like and then 40 years after that was when cell phones came out and 40 years after that is when they're projecting that ai will reach the singularity point Mm. some i I might not be completely accurate but that that was something that michael Wan and ross ben have talked about
3: so i've done an episode on the 12 vial vortices well this says 10 but it's 12 we have the bermuda triangle we have the easter island right that's another one it's
4: a it has to be an even number because there's like one for like they match with each other so to speak well
3: it forms uh i i Cosahedron, right because it got to do with the whole sacred uh, geometry and it's ivan sanderson the guy that came up with the idea so it's you have the bermuda triangle the south atlantic anomaly uh <laughs> where it's all places how chris was saying where airplanes have gone the uh, malaysian air fl- the air flight went missing around this area here the south atlantic anomaly i think is this one where the radiation belt that's around the world is closest at this spot you have Mohenjo-Daro where a civilization went missing you have the devil's triangle where there's an underwater Atlantis here and then there's there's a few other ones I'm missing but point being that there is what you're saying Mark these portals around the world where you're able to there are anomalies and and it's an actual it's an actual uh, field of study that they've looked I'll into just, it.
4: I'll just say I did this myself when I was in school and I had a globe and I put my fingers on the globe where the Bermuda triangle was. And then I went around the globe to the opposite side of the planet. And I was like, Oh, there's where the dragon's triangle is. So I couldn't, I might not have been totally accurate just using a globe in my fingers, but uh, yeah, that's how I sort of thought of that. and And then, yeah, here we go. We have, other people have looked into this too i wonder if maybe like you're saying it, it forms the shape of the casahedron and there's some sort of uh geometry to explain why people uh, maybe phase into other dimensions on in those areas of the planet like we're we're maybe being uh you know we're, we're touching up against other multiverses or something <laughs> you know this knows? is
3: this is the guy that wrote about it Ivan terence sanderson he was a british biologist and writer uh from scotland who uh, came to the united states and he He's wrote a about
4: figure of cryptozoology and pseudoscience and subculture well they call it a pseudoscience mm-hmm. but it definitely is a subculture
3: so he talked about all this stuff and it, it see the, the vile vortices has uh, been described as credits for su- suggesting that aircraft and boats went missing at the Devil Sea because of a, wrink- a wrinkle in space-time, gravitational, and magnetic aberrations. Extraterrestrials are mysterious underwater people, and this kind of oh, this credulous is a, too then, baby. This is a good actual segue for the guests that we're about to have on because they like to talk about a lot of about the paranormal, and they were recently Ooh, at-
4: spooky. At- this is our Halloween episode too, <laughs> right, Chris? <laughs> they were
3: recently at skinwalker ranch too so
4: uh, all right so they're gonna be able to uh, tell us the real scoop and they're not they didn't sign any ndas like so, like some other guests we've had on. i don't think they're able to talk about it <laughs> oh, what the hell why is everybody signing these ndas before they come on our show can't we get somebody like the day before they sign the nda
3: I, I don't know. I mean, we could go and we don't have to sign an idea. We can come on here and talk about it.
4: Well, that's the thing. We need to get a bus big enough to where the three of us will have enough room for the three day endpoint point when we all start to get at each other's throats. So if we can find a vehicle big enough, please support us on Patreon, folks, so we can afford a, a tour bus and uh maybe pay a nice person to drive us and chris juan and i will vlog from the back and take you along for the adventure it'll be a fun time and i promise there won't be any uh, gabby petitos out of that road trip
3: (laughs) Or we can sacrifice chris to moloch or the skinwalker or something (laughs) i'm down for that he's the oldest one he's already lived his life right like we still have we still have time to live i have a family so i volunteer chris to sacrifice them to the Skinwalker, or the Watiko or here's the only
2: here's the only problem with that, Matthew, Puerto Rican son of a bitch. Oh, okay. I, my meat's my meat's gone bad, so it's really who's the youngest.
4: Oh, <laughs> your meat? Now uh, you think they're determining this on meat? Okay, oh. Dahmer. Hey,
2: hey, hey, tastiness. Like, what's the most most delicious? Is deer the young one? You know? No,
4: dude, you're thinking wrong, dude. What's the best the best cheese? Aged cheese? What's not true? Not true
2: not true true. they're gonna come after you like a
4: connoisseur and that's what i'm
2: saying dude you're a stinky cheese you know i mean i'm a stinky cheese you know i'm saying you're a nice young you know unfermented Uh, yeah
4: yeah bland cheese thanks chris
2: i'm just saying it's more hey my favorite cheese is american cheese you know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. okay
3: i like provolone provolone's pretty good
4: that's good. Yeah, well, I like Swiss. It reminds me of a lot of your theories, Chris. Full I'm of- <laughs> a
2: blue cheeser, dude. I'm not full of holes. I'm blue Full cheese, of dude.
4: holes, bro. No,
2: that was rag corny. <laughs> I've seen that from a mile away. Dude. Blue That's cheese. we
4: do here. Illuminati confirmed, baby.
0: Uh, <laughs> Illuminati confirmed. Oh, Nicholas Cage.
2: Stinky, delicious. You're, you're kind of like maybe if you try hard enough, maybe you get a little flavor.
3: I'm lactose intolerant, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so jokes on you bro jokes.
2: you a middle cheese bro you just the middle cheese dog you ain't, You kind of don't know which way to go you, you <laughs> didn't really know if you should get consumed or just like sit around for a while you know what I mean mm-hmm. you're like hey, A1 you're like those those water bottles that they had in Puerto Rico that they forgot <laughs> to distribute you know what I mean
3: <laughs> I'm just sitting in a corner like this you know you know when the water bottle like, gets sunk at the top of it's it it's You know when it gets like stuck at the top like this?
4: Congealing, bro. I gotta gotta bring it. You got BPA in your blood, bro. Is somebody gonna drink me? You're fucking leaking BPA, bro. You've been in this oh sun. man. Okay. So let's let's get on track here. We got some good guests coming on. Can we uh pull up their website or something? They got a website we can show people. They
3: do, yeah. I sent them the the invite. They should be here shortly, but they it's do sort have
4: our first Renaissance. Men that we're inviting on the show. I mean, have we had guests this Renaissance before? They're they're musicians, they're podcasters, they're explorers, they're uh, maybe even uh, government agents signing <laughs> skinwalker NDAs. I mean, dude, they're probably in some kind of. I mean, we've heard of Bohemian Grove. Imagine what kind of grove they have at Skinwalker Ranch.
2: Hey, Mark, let me just fill you in on something, dude. You're talking to two people like that right now, dude. You know what I'm saying? What's up, Juan? You know what I mean?
4: What are you talking about? Don't
3: talk for me, bro. What are you talking about? What? what are you saying? No, uh, <laughs> well, you guys
2: pull up their website. I'm going to go scratch, scratch, scratch that from the record, dude.
3: <laughs> let me pull their website. up. hold up. So yeah, these next guys, I, I think it's going to be a good, good episode. So that's. Hopefully they join up and Mark's one that's gotta let him in, so hopefully he lets him in on time. Let's what do you think
2: he's... he's doing right now? Making a sandwich or something with some like
3: I have no idea what he's doing, but he's Mark, so you can't really what can you expect? Hey, I, was right?
2: to, I was trying to tell you this before, but um it didn't really come up. But have you read that book, Tales of the Economic Hitman?
3: No, I haven't, but I did an episode with with Charlie Robinson, he brought that up. I've been meeting
2: what he said
3: that that's the book that got him into all this crazy conspiracy stuff.
2: Yeah, dude, straight up, man. It's about this. It's about this dude that that like, you know, that like the three, three, three letter organizations use like the red cross and things like that because it like gets them into, you know, places that fucked up shit is happening. And then they can like send their mans basically to go, you know, on some leverage shit, you know, Hey, we can make hey Hey, we can give you some money and the terms are all fucked up. And then, so long story short, you know those th- those people get con- compromised and then we end up you know you know acquiring their shit and a lot of times that's either you know like mineral rights or water rights or whatever. oh oh by the way this is the basis of like what three James Bond movies ago
3: does it surprise you though bro
2: no it's they're literally telling you the fucking the game plan in a lot of these things and in it was, I believe it was uh Oh, which one was it? Not Skyfall, Casino, I, Casino. One of the new ones with Daniel Craig. But the idea is that this overarching group, Spectre, is who you know all the bad guys, whatever, work for. Um, they're trying to get um, all of the water in like Bolivia or somewhere, and they they build right. underground caves to like trap it and then essentially like sell it back to the people at some like exorbitant fee. So it's like. It's, it's all that Tales of an Economic Hitman shit, dude. It's like, again, it's like money is power and so people want as much money as possible. They're here. Is that alien talk,
4: dude? No. Alright. Did you destroy, uh, d- display their website yet? They don't have a website. <laughs> did you display anything about them so our audience knows who the fuck we're talking to and they won't realize that we've done no preparation work? It's all good, dude. So the people we're going to be talking to, let me open up their link tree.
3: Actually, I'll pull up their Instagram. Is that right?
4: Yeah. We got Sean. We got Joel. They are, like I said, renaissance men of some kind. They got a podcast. They're musicians. And we're going to find out what they're experts on. Uh, let's see. Podcast host Sean and Joel. News, paranormal. And conspiracies. So wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up, guys. So
3: kill the right. mockingbirds. I want to know what all that's about. I really Ladies enjoy their show,
4: gentlemen. We are here. We are live. Prepare to get woke the fuck up. Wake the fuck up. Don't get woke. Wake the fuck up, because we got Sean and we got Joel here. Audio checked. Live one two. How you guys sounding today? How you guys doing? Yo. Sound doing good? good. Always, you know. Always good. Every day is I good know. to me. Sean looks like he just recorded his first rap album. He's in the studio <laughs> over, there, <laughs> over here. They're looking good. It's nice to meet you both. We've heard uh, a lot of good things about you both from our good friend, Tony Merkel. So it's a pleasure to have you on the show. And uh, yeah, I'm Mark. Chris, Juan, you guys want to introduce yourselves? Yeah,
3: I told you guys you were coming on my show. I didn't tell you which show, so I brought you on. Illuminati confirmed. One of the biggest podcasts right now in the world, actually. So welcome. I'm Juan from the Juan on Podcast. Pleasure to meet you. I'm a fan of y'all, y'all's show, and I really enjoy it. So here we are. Chris, you want to introduce yourself?
2: Yep, Chris, Man's a Podcast. Uh, that's really it. Uh, I'm excited to see what you guys got to say. Yo, your man's definitely looks Breaking Bad as fuck, though. I'm fucking with <laughs> So
5: what else?
6: I don't mind that <laughs> reference at all.
5: <laughs> yeah, I like that one right there. He's got the Walter White going on, man. Hey, where's that <laughs> blue met that, man? You know <laughs> Tuco. <Too
1: cold. laughs> right right on. Well,
4: let us know. You guys have a podcast. We just showed your Instagram page for the
5: live audience. But tell us tell us the background. How'd you guys get into this? Well, I um I started this like a lot of people with the journey in 2020. Um, I had a lot of extra bar money because I couldn't go to the bar. So I was like, man, I got all this time and money. Let me try to do something with it. And I started a, a little page up. Then I started a little, uh, the whole podcast and kind of was running by myself and trying to find a co-host. And then like we linked up me and Joel about a year and a half ago uh, on some music. He kind of sent his music my way and I was digging it. He was like, you know, you want to put it on. So i I'll put it on uh, the podcast and then like we did a couple podcasts together and then uh, I reached out to him, and was like, Hey man, we should uh link up and you wanna be a host. He was like, Man, I thought you were gonna ask already, and I was like, All right, cool. So it kind of worked out. <laughs> right on, right on. Who's I, this guy? Juan, you just
4: you just I think we know who that is. Juan, you just posted <laughs> that the milk video. Uh I saw that earlier today, and we started this conversation talking about the kids are not disciplined enough and that where'd where'd that video go one you just had it there it is yeah look they're just pouring the milk into the aisles look at these kids somebody needs to put them in time out i mean they look like they're skipping school to do this (laughs) yeah and uh the the kids these days don't have enough discipline that's you know this is the uh uh the dad podcast we're just getting into some uh (laughs) that's how we started uh so it's interesting that you posted that as i saw that earlier today
6: yeah, yeah, it was pretty wild. I, I ran into it a couple of days ago, and you know, it, it's just part of that push for, uh, you know, climate change, and you know, taking, you know, funneling us into a a system of, of oppression, and what they want for us at this point, you know. And by the way, I'm Joel Thomas, and my backstory is I've done music for a long time uh when i moved to cincinnati i was doing music but 2020 hit i uh i'm in a i'm one half of a of a music group called van tesla with my buddy kwan duke and we had been doing music together and we've been knocking around this idea of van tesla which is a combination of van gogh and, and nikola tesla uh, that's where the name comes from and when you know 2020 hit we were just like you know it's time like we want to do this and we want to put out something that's going to connect with people in a different way but also, you know, give a good vibe to it. Um, we dropped the first Tesla album. My One of my producers shot the album over to Tony Merkel, and he'll tell the story better than me, but he's taking a shit, and he got this and he <laughs> was like, "Ah, oh, this is probably going to be some more garbage. He's like, I'll listen to it, you know, and he listened to the first track while he was taking a crap, and he was like, oh man, this is great. So he ran down to his studio what's the rest of the album he hit me up and kind of the rest is history I, I went all the way out to philly i was on a show i i broke down a lot of stuff about myself uh you know my background being a freemason and a lot of other things so i kind of got deep into uh that with him and then he and i just got became really good friends And before you know what i'm working with merkel media and we're going around all over the place hunting down cryptids i'm part of the documentary crew with him so we do that too uh, we just went out to Utah and we shot crazy Skinwalker film. That's gonna be nuts. Um, you know, it's I, I just saw I just saw some of it when I was down in Tennessee with him this over this weekend when we uh, shot this big four hour podcast. So it's it's gonna be wild. Uh, how I met Sean was the same way. I I literally just shot Sean just seemed like a guy that liked hip hop. So I, <laughs> I, I sit over my music and he hit me back. He's like, Yo, this is dope. You want to come on a live show with me? He's like, Cool. So we did a couple of live shows and he and i got really cool we did some music together too we got to be really good friends He hit me up one day he's like look man i I want to ask you this for a while do you think you'd want to jump on the podcast with me and this could be our podcast and i was like bro like for sure because i was looking to get into the podcast game but i wanted it to be something that fit me and he and I just worked really well together. So it really worked and kind of everything just converged in, you know, over the past year and a half, two years for me on all fronts. So I'm having a blast. I love working with Sean, Tony, he's a great friend of mine. Like we're all working towards a similar goal and everybody, you know, busts their ass and puts in hundred percent.
2: So I, I think that's the other part of it too. Dude, by similar goal, do you mean the great work? let me get some bars though let me get some bars <laughs> though, i gotta man. say
4: yeah it is it is i'm seeing now very clearly that you are in a rap studio so my joke was kind of dumb because i thought that was a lamp. I thought it was That's still a good light. one man i thought it was pretty good man <laughs> well i thought it was a lamp i'm like what is this is that a lamp <laughs> no it's actually like a real recording okay cool so all right right on i like this and and you're You're, I'm assuming, unable to talk about a lot of that Utah stuff out of respect for tony i'm not gonna ask about that i was gonna i was gonna go and say oh what is there some kind of freemason lodge over there it's <laughs> ranch now <laughs> let the masons go illuminati confirmed
1: over there. <laughs> i respect
4: tony i don't want you to have to divulge any of his uh secrets you know for the documentary and i'm looking forward to watching that documentary so it's cool to uh cool to hear that you're a part of that was there anything weird that happened that you can talk about that uh maybe you could share here on this live podcast
6: i'll say this if people are looking to see some weird stuff we got a lot of weird stuff on camera so we've got the full game so one of the things that we wanted to do was touch on the connection to the native americans because that's something that gets lost in the in the entire skinwalker a phenomenon. You know, it always gets real scientific. You see all the stuff on Discovery and all that. You know, they they wanna they want to go down this other road, but and that's a small piece of it. But really the skinwalker stuff has been around for hundreds of years. I mean this is this is part of like tribal culture. And one thing we want to do is tap into that and, and interview a lot of Native Americans, really get that vibe to the entire film. And that's what we did. And in doing that, you know, part of what we do when we go wherever we go, uh, like we did in the Dog Man film where we went dip, deep in the woods hunting down Dog Man, um, you know, we, we are looking for these things. We are actively putting ourselves in these situations. Um, but, you know, we want to tell a good story too. So I, I think that's, you know, I'm fortunate enough to work with some great guys. Everybody's kind of got their part in this and we all have a blast. They always say I'm the guy that's ready to jump into a portal head first. So, you know, if it's there, I, I, I'm going to do it. So it's, you know, that's that's the fun stuff for me. But everybody's just, we worked so well together, and it couldn't have come together any better. Uh, I didn't know any of the guys outside of Tony before we went to the Dog Man, and we ended up all becoming really good friends and working together. So on multiple fronts, not just the not just the films. Right on.
4: Now, I'm going to ask a strange question that hit me, uh, and you don't have to answer this if this is relative to the documentary, but were there any strange... Um, stone structures caves things of that nature uh that you guys maybe visited or or ran into on your travels any any strange stone because i've been learning a lot about these stone structures it seems like they're significant
6: yeah so oddly enough and this is something i can talk about because this isn't really a secret because we did put some of this out on social media but we met a guy that was a nephilim expert that came on the property where we were at and we ended up talking to him. He was actually there to just do energy readings on the property and ended up, he has studied giants and he told us about these petroglyphs um, called the Valley of three Kings. We could go check out. So we actually went there before we left town. It was pretty wild. They have these petroglyphs that have been up there for thousands of years and they're six finger giants all over the walls. So, you know, we were, we actually walked up there and went through the whole Canyon and checked all this out it was really cool um but yeah that was probably the the biggest as far as you know any kind of structures uh that we saw uh
4: this nephilim this nephilim expert did he have a badge how did he identify himself as an expert how does one become a nephilim expert
6: (laughs) yeah i you know honestly i don't know if he really introduced himself that way that was probably more me you know right okay that hey, uh he's a professor though and a lot of stuff he when he writes about these giants in nephilim he has to do it in fictional form because mm. of him being a professor uh so he did talk to me about that he he knew a lot about them so i you know as far as well, you know maybe
4: this is this is not your expertise but now that we're here what what where do people draw the connection between like nephilim and the giants that live that maybe lived here in north america uh, is it purely like biblical like oh they talked about giants in the bible they call them nephilim so these must be the same thing because they're giant in stature
6: yeah i think that's where people draw the comparisons from i, I think nephilim is kind of an all-encompassing name and it really just depends on you know what you believe and, and what perspective you're coming from i mean there's a lot of different names for these giants uh anunnaki a lot of different things so you know it just depends on you know what someone's belief system is and i'm always open to listen to everyone's belief system you know and where where their ideas come from because i think that's where we all figure out the truth is by coming together and and sharing ideas um but the nephilim also had different you know if you're talking biblically the raphaim are also another uh break off from the nephilim which people tend to think the raphaim came after the the, the deluge or or post-diluvian so i I think that's where generally speaking and that's all through the bible as well so um but yeah i i think you call whatever you want you know people call them the red-headed giants i know a lot of native americans did uh, they talked about you know up in the up in the mountains. They they even said someone was still up there, so which is pretty interesting as well. And I, I want to so, butt in
3: real quick because mm-hmm. it, how you're saying the there, Mark. There also is the Elohim, the Nephilim, and the Watchers. So there's other things out there. And you said the I had never heard of the you say Rahaim until you had brought it up one time on a podcast. I was listening uh, with you guys on it, and but yeah, there are other. Entities, if you will, right—the the demigods the Elohim. And then you have the Watchers, which yeah. the Watchers is open mm-hmm. up for interpretation. Wait, so. but it's
2: the same thing. It's like Puerto Ricans and Puerto Ricans and Puerto Ricans and Puerto Ricans. <laughs> Yo, so I was laughing earlier. Have you guys,
3: have you guys yeah. seen this cryptid at all? Because I was laughing earlier. Somebody put this in well, the chat. Chris, right? I'm glad you said that while we're looking at
1: this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Oh, geez, that good Yo, <laughs> that's great. Right. There you go.
4: Oh, shit. All right. I'm glad you said that, Chris, because I feel like there needs to be more of a a distinguishment. And I'm not putting this on. Mark, you first joke. of
2: all, we need some bars, dude. We need to understand what's really going on. Here.
5: <laughs> and we can do that
4: like for a finale. Like, give these guys like a. Oh break, well,
2: let's get know? a
5: taste. You know these People like what? I mean? hey, but how come that's always with rappers? You know, like, hey, give me some bars. You don't go to a comedian like, tell me a joke. Make
2: me laugh. Well, actually, bro. people do
5: do that to them too. So I can't <laughs> make me laugh right now, and you're like, um, oh,
4: sure. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is uh it makes sauce, so he'll send you some sauce in exchange. Okay, and uh, maybe that's like It's a fair deal. Yeah, and Juan is a homunculologist, so he can go and cook you up a homunculus if you want.
2: I just love rap, man. I love hip hop. All about you know that's dope. And we always have people fair on trait. here that it- then we always have people on here that are like trying to s- explain it in some sort of this way or that way or give mm-hmm. us their take. Well, comes into the co- motherfucker. <laughs> shut up, dude. What do you say? <laughs> jesus christ i mean we we hear a lot of people's you know i mean position on this and it's it's a fascinating topic i mean it's woven into american Mm. culture Mm. if if somebody comes out as a self you know uh, uh, proclaiming you know it's, I, dude, I'm interested, man. If you tell me you're a painter, man, I want to see your shit, bro. Sorry. I feel
5: you. Hey, I love that. I love that, that enthusiasm, man. I, I'll definitely use some bars, man. I can use the bars whenever you want, man. That's no what pre- I do. No bro. pressure.
2: You know what I
1: mean?
5: We'll
4: get to that. I think we can maybe end the show with that if you guys will oblige. Oh, yeah. but, but, Chris, I'm glad you brought that up. And I don't mean to put you on the spot, Joel, about that. It's just it's come up recently. And I'm glad you and Tony and the crew – went and got the native american perspective on skinwalker because that's my first thought when i hear oh nephilim in america i'm like whoa hold up the native americans they mm-hmm. had stories about these giants and and maybe they called them something else and then maybe even further let's go even into in speculative range here some people have talk about uh about the lost tribes of israel coming here You know and and becoming the native americans after a long span of time so who knows maybe it really does connect and it is appropriate that we're calling these beings nephilim but uh, you know i I think uh, oftentimes it all gets like mixed up in this one soup so it's good to to come in and and distinguish but anyways we we kind of got off to the races here on the nephilim (laughs) stuff. Are, are there a lot of giants up there in the skinwalker ranch area
6: uh not from what we when we talk to people it just seemed to come up in conversation oddly enough with the native americans it wasn't so much like we saw one it was more just part of the lore part of the conversation um just outside of you know a few of the people we interviewed saying that they saw them you know or or they've heard of them being seen in certain parts um you know the mountain areas they kind of pointed over towards like the Rockies and stuff like that you know so how much of that's true I don't know um you know I just know it's a part of their lore it's a part of what they talk about I mean Native Americans have talked about giants forever I and mean, it's something that you know most people know uh if they talk to a Native American or if they're just you know looking into you know the legends so I think that's I think that's uh that's important to know and how much of it's true and how much of it's fiction, you know, we don't know, but they seem to pop up a lot. (laughs) Indeed.
4: Indeed.
3: I think mythology is like the psyche of humanity, right? Where it's like, where do you draw the line between fact and fiction? Cause it does Mm -hmm. seem like a lot of these, these stories, they span back hundreds and hundreds of years, but the way I like to think of it as well with, really with any religion, right? And I mean, I'm not trying to bash anybody's religion, but the reason that sometimes these stories are so... Uh, Grand, so grandiose and 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 crazy is the art of memory, right? You need to remember a story, so the crazier it is, the easier it is to recall later on. And what were these people doing? They were passing on oral tradition since the very beginning. But then you have places where you can't. Uh, we were talking about the twelve vile vortices before you guys hopped on, where there are these places that where the veil is thinner, where it does seem like Skinwalker Ranch and the Bermuda Triangle, the Dragon's Triangle, where these things are able to manifest and by these things i mean anomalies where you can't explain what it is you kind of sort of know and then it kind of fits the narrative with the stories that they're telling so are they just trying to explain the anomalies or is it some dog man that's running around or is it the government we had uh, uh the sketchiest guest to date ryan burns on last uh, couple weeks ago and he talked about the book chameleon right where maybe the government is using technology. And just throwing it on, though, it's 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 the curse of the skinwalker, when in actuality it's tech that they're trying to test in the area to weaponize it, right? Because I also like to think about that aspect. Of it.
4: And then they hire a guy who's just so charming and charismatic like Ryan Burns to go and convince everybody that it's ghosts. It's about
3: the great work, Mark, okay? It's about the great work. <laughs> Got to keep the great work in mind.
6: I, I kind of think it might be both. I think that they're used to Paranormal as a cover, uh, whereas the paranormal does exist there, um, but they're also using it as a cover to do what they do too. I think it's part and part. Something that Sean and I talk about, we try to bring the conspiratorial world, world together. I don't think it's separated. I think it all connects somehow. I think the paranormal, I think cryptids, I think the government conspiracies, all of it connects. I think when we start separating it, that's when it, it can get it can get murky. You know, For us, we're, we're finding more paths of the truth by connecting all the, connecting all the pieces. Um, cause you get, you know, we all know we're all part of this world. You know, the conspiratorial world's funny. You got people that are really, really hard lined on certain ideas and certain things, and they're not willing to be open to another side of it. And I feel like you kind of have to be, if you're going to really try to seek the truth, uh, you can't just be like, well, this is it. And this is final, um, I don't think that's the that's the case. And I think that it exists within stuff like Skinwalker Ranch, where yeah, I think there's government testing going on there, but I think there's also a paranormal aspect and you know, Native American uh skinwalkers and all that too. So that's just my opinion, you know. I, I mean, I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, and
5: we go back in time, too. If you talk about Nephilim or the Bible or religion in general, power is important to people, right? And people are going to shape that story to fit their narrative to whatever they wanted to do at that time. And then it changes over time, passed down, uh, translated differently. So I think there's a lot of stuff we still have to look into. And I think, well, to Joel's point, I do think there's a lot of people uh, – that are so rooted and invested, whether it's Flat Earth or it's the Democratic Party, you know what I mean? They either or it's the yeah. same thing, they're too rooted in that where they can't have any other answers. like people get mad at me because like I'll be like, oh, I' to disagree with that and they're like, oh no. I got the answers, and I'm like, you ain't got the answers, Sway. You know what I mean? They don't, they don't, <laughs> but it turns out he did have the answers. God damn it. You know what I mean? But I think that it's all perspective, right? And and I'm I'm always up to the the mindset of like, man, you could change my mind if you give me some evidence that makes sense to me logically, right? Like, I'm yeah. trying to break it down logically and into me anybody in this realm that's like i gotta figure it out i automatically turn the other way like oh yeah man you're just about to wolf about something you don't have an open mind then because you're already convinced that you have it right and i think that's the same thing when we go back with like talk about nephilim and religion there's there's so much open to interpretation. Like, what did they really mean? We don't know. Let, let's let like kind of get the lure of it in our mind, but we don't have to set it down and cement like, oh, it's definitely this. And so I think it's good to just constantly theorize. And I was telling Joel the other day, there's a difference now that people forget. There's conspiracies and there's conspiracy theories. A conspiracy means that people already did it. They conspired together to do something together that was usually nefarious. A conspiracy theory is just us theorizing, uh, you know, from some bit fact base and trying to figure the, it all out. And I think we forget that sometimes.
2: Right. Dude, these are equally the best two smartest guests we've had on No Offense to the other guys. <laughs> 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 ah, ah! <sighs>
4: Agreed. No offense to any of the other guests, but uh, yeah, and I like that point. And I think really the conspiracy theorists are the guys like Klaus Schwab and the Bilderbergs. They're the ones around and theorize conspiracies against Mm -hmm. us. We're just pointing it out. We're figuring it out.
3: But then they do stuff, right? They do things to strengthen. I think they take jabs at people because then. You have Biden right in front and they're using this vocabulary, you know, where we have to implement the new world order. If you know that for the last four <laughs> years or whatever, there was this whole thing about the new world order since the beginning of whenever. And you have who was it? Either Reagan or one of these. They were talking about the, the secret societies ruling. The government is like, doesn't that just point out something that something's not right? And then you have this this mummy or whoever he is, right? This, this (laughs) semi-locker of a person, uh, you know, who's head of of the United States talking about implementing a new world order. They know that that triggers people that that's gonna, that's gonna send, send waves throughout social media and all these places because people are paying attention to what they're saying. And I don't even know whatever happened to sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Now words are everything, right? Words are, it's like, my pronouns are fucking you. You know what I mean? Like who cares (laughs) what you're being called?
2: Also, think about this real quick. Pronouns are such a strange thing because you're telling somebody else how to interpret you.
3: Well, my pronouns are dog and man. You can call me dog, man, bro. Not
2: (laughs) not just that, though, but who the heck? Like,
5: if I know you, I don't never need to use the pronoun. I know your name, so it's like, and if I don't know you, who cares if I know your pronoun? You shouldn't even care what I think. It's so crazy,
2: bro. it's It's like somebody steering your mind it's like yeah dude, i'll call you fucking toaster strudel if i want it's a, it's a that's parasite a point. that's a great hey, that's point.
6: that's probably a pronoun too by the way for real. <laughs> oh, i'm I not even that? lying
4: that's <laughs> a great point like when you know someone you call them by your name right oh. and we're oh. all one human family and we all want to be accepted for our own you know unique rainbow unicorn bullshit then well, don't you want people to know you by who you are, your your first name, rather than, yeah. oh, I'm this group now, right? Because that's really what it is. It's putting people in groups, dividing them into manageable packages, and saying, okay, well, we know this group's going to vote for B, C, and D, so let's try to, you know, petition to them. We'll go to where they congregate. They're doing it purposefully. and they, <laughs> Yo, they no, recognize- one. The yo, Juan, let's put five. him in
2: the mark yo let's put him in the mark group you know what i mean <laughs> i'll be honest with you i'm kind of retarded <laughs> right, chris
4: is pretty retarded good one alex
2: oh, whatever guy that was like on the first episode he, and he was like what dude like you don't remember that shit
4: i don't you just asked me earlier if i remembered what I said in the last episode. You think I'm gonna remember what I said in our first episode? And yeah,
3: we've done so many Illuminati brothers. No way. I don't even remember what I said either. Like, you,
4: just even, <laughs> you just said we were done so many Illuminati brothers. What are you? That's not even this <laughs> show.
3: Confirms. 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 That's his other show. That's yeah. his other.
4: Sh- <laughs> yeah, he, he hides it from us. All about dude. the great. About,
3: <laughs> about the great work, right? So
4: you go ahead and you stack spaghetti
3: sauce. And- he stacked the spaghetti sauce, all right, guys. <laughs>
1: Is
3: that real? Yeah, that's oh, real, man. bro. Oh
4: man, did you guys see that uh, Joe Biden got a big warm reception at the football game there in Philadelphia? Oh yeah, I didn't see yeah. that. Yeah,
3: what happened with that?
4: She, everybody was saying "f Joe Biden" while she was on the mega screen or whatever. Yikes! You know, I think I think it's it's how how
3: Chris was saying like this manipulation of people's realities and and their their the way that they perceive things because sometimes you think about real life and it doesn't seem real right like that what's going on especially in politics it's a it's a circus show and it's almost like they're they're making it a joke intentionally so they desensitize you like what's that movie idiocracy where yeah. you know what I mean? Where it's like the, it's what plants crave. Yeah the the Costco. <laughs> it's like Amazon. Like the Costcos are going to be Amazon now. Like they're are yeah. literally it's Am- <laughs> Amazon warehouses in in middle of ghettos in places like that. So it's like they are. I believe again, cinematicians they're portraying this reality and they're trying to bring it into manifestation by like if you think about right, we're talking about pronouns and all this stuff. If you think about an actor. And the way that they are possessed by literally, like, invoking, like, a a character. Well, what's a character? A character is an idea that was floating around in the ether somewhere that got captured in in the writer's brain. They wrote it down. Here's your script. Look at the whole Dahmer stuff where they're talking about him uh, studying these serial killers, right? This Evan guy and and becoming the serial killers for the show. Like, what do you... You know what I mean? Like, are you a vessel for like a spirit or something of these of this character? And is that is that how you play it so well, where you're able to portray these things because you're literally inviting that's, something that's,
6: in? That's, that's like Heath Ledger, that. right? Heath Ledger when he played the Joker, man. When it came off of all that, man. Then he had that huge breakdown and and essentially killed himself. I mean, that's there's a lot of rabbit holes there. But yeah. you think about it. I mean he immersed himself in that character. Mm-hmm. Bro, have and, you ever
2: you guys are hip hop heads. KRS-One put this thing out years ago. It was like an address mm-hmm. for like some kids or whatever t- temple of hip hop shit. And he was talking about, you know, the day that he changed his name to Knowledge Reign Supreme, he said his whole world became a different thing because of metaphysics. He's now he's becoming a different Knowledge Reign Supreme. Period. Point blank from here on out. And he said he got a different response. It's almost like sonar you got a different response that come back. I think there's the
6: energy you put out there for sure. I totally agree with you. I think you put out positive energy, negative energy. I mean, it, it it's, it, it, you can reap the benefits or, or not from either, right? So, and also people feed off a of negative energy to step on people's necks to get to the top too. So there's that, but then, you know, Piper comes paying at some point and then, you know, where are you left with? I don't know if that's, that necessarily the right way to go I know for me for a long time that's what I wanted to do but uh it left me in a place where you know mentally I, I wasn't in a good place and I think that's where you know you start realizing you know what do you really want out of this life do you want to really? connect with people do you want to you want to grow something that Sean and I are, are are really really vehement about on our show and just in life is we want to help with our show. And then when we come on other people's shows and and just in life in general is to let's find solutions and let's build positivity and let's build community because you know, a conspiratorial world gets, you can get really lost down some rabbit holes, man, and become a doomer and think everything's over with and, and, and lose it. You know what I mean? And I think that's, I don't think that's why we should be doing what we're doing. We should be seeking truth to help people wake up, not forcing them to wake up because you know they want them, but putting planting seeds. We always say plant a seed, right? Plant a seed, come back a little later, maybe it grew a little bit. Maybe you throw a little water on it. Maybe they come back and ask you a question about something, like, you know, that thing you said, I saw something on TV about that. Oh, yeah. What do you think about this? You know, there's ways of doing it that's more palatable for the average lurker, as we call them. You know, the yeah. average lurker is the guy flipping through TikTok, flipping through your reels. And you want to be able to give something to them that's palatable, that, that catches their attention, entertaining, but at the same time, give them some truth too. Uh, everything doesn't have to be so heavy. Like we're dealing with a lot of heavy stuff here. The, the five guys here, like we know a lot of heavy stuff. We dig a lot of heavy stuff. It's fun to us to do that because we're looking for the truth. But when you get outside of that box and you look at just the average lurker, the average person, they're not like that. They're just trying to get their nine to five. They're just trying to be there for their families or whatever else. Maybe they got a, a, a husband that beats them or, or, or who knows, you know what I mean? You got all kinds of myriad of things going on. You know, what can we do as a group of people to better others? And I think that's something that Sean and I re- instantly connected with, because we do try to give people solutions. Uh, we got a show this Friday where we got a guy, he, he, he does, uh, uh, it's perma farms permaculture he teaches people how to cultivate on their own and farm on their own he teaches classes to do that these are the type of things that we need to be trying to get out to people and not just scaring them you know what i mean like you know i think that i think that that's the the positivity and that's that positive energy that we can put out there and we can all grow And, and then when the elites and all these people try to do what they do you have built something strong enough they're gonna have a really tough time being able to get over on you at that point and i think that's important and that's just something that you know really hits home with me and sean and, and we try to spread that to anybody we talk to too
5: yeah because Our- my ultimate red pill is uh fixing yourself right what do they say like if you go into a therapist they're gonna be like hey you can't help anybody until you help yourself. So you got to take that into account first off and foremost. And from like what care was saying, I've seen a lot of like, you know, care one like interviews and him talking to kids and stuff. I do kind of understand what he's saying, but I kind of like think a little bit different about it. And I don't think I'm there yet, but I think that's where I want to be is. And I use a lot of analogies with football players. Uh, like, I think it's like this ultimate focus and zero doubt. I think to get where we want to, whatever we want to do in life, if we have, razor sharp focus and zero doubt that we would fail like like some of these football players like I used uh, Hunter Renfro is my favorite example I've used it time and time again but he he was a walk-on at Clemson and and, you know they were like ah he's too small he's not fast enough what he figured out what he could do better than anybody else and he just focused on it and had zero doubt that he would and then he got onto uh Clemson became a starter became you know a national champions then gets drafted into the league and does good into the NFL so I think it's just a razor sharp focus and us learning to wire our brain into a way to really connect with people and I think the one thing that people don't develop a lot they want to be the most intelligent like me I'm not a super intelligent guy Uh, all I know is I know know people, you know, and I know how to love people and I could kind of read people. And I think really showing that love to people is what we're missing in all this, because everybody wants to like, wake up, the world is flat, wake up, there's uh, lizard people. And I'm like, man, that, that, well, what does that do except send people into panic? What I like to do is be like, and I even tell people that are like, I'm not a heavy uh, you know, religious person, but I believe in God. And I just say like, man, let's not give in so much credence to these devils. You know what I mean? We're, we're building them bigger than they really are. Let's, uh, I just watched the movie it with my niece recently, right? And it reminds you, Hey, that fear is what they're feeding off of. So why are we giving it to them? Let, let, let's give that back to ourselves and really build some beautiful, which we can do. And I think there is a lot going on that is good. And we got to focus on that and turn our Way our head. We, keep our head like involved in what's going on, but also don't soak into it to where it like gets us down.
3: But it's fun though, right? To talk about the lizard people and how uh, all day make it funny though,
5: man, you know what I mean? Like, I hate when they come out and they're just like, I'm like, man, just like crack jokes, man. Let's let's make fun of them because they're foolish, they're idiots. Like, look at Klaus Schwab, man. Like, how could you not make fun of that guy? Like,
2: Bro oh, he's so fucking lame, bro. Like, you old shit. <laughs> yeah. Have
3: you yeah. seen the King's sausage fingers, right, Charles? Oh yeah. His little oh my god <laughs> sausage hands. It's like the yeah. throne's in good hands, mom. And it's like
5: oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: that guy was genetically grown to... in a lab. You can't. Don't at me. That guy is <laughs> a homunculus, hundred percent. There's no way. Like, you know how many years of inbreeding you have to do to get your fingers to look that way, Oof. to look that thick. You know what I mean? Come on. There's no these. These people aren't aren't real. I think I think it's like the Truman Show, right? There, there's, it's it's you know again. I, I don't I don't know. I think it's I think a part of of the whole thing is that we are in a simulation. But then, right? The truth is stranger than. Fiction. I mean, it's it's that's that's another thing that we have to keep in mind. And by them putting out these things, I think they're hinting at that. It's like, hey, here's this movie, right? You mentioned earlier, you have the guy who puts out uh, occult themed things under stories. Well, Crowley did the same thing. You know, all these other great occultists have done the same thing because it's not that they that they want to put out a story; it's that they don't want to suffer the repercussions of putting out the truth. So they they put under the facade of a story or a movie which is the same thing going back to movies and sigil magic and all that stuff and i think that's part of the of the spell if you will
4: we have two artists here two creative folks and you mentioned something earlier about uh the inspiration for the name van tesla being van gogh and nikola tesla um how does one integrate nikola tesla's work into music are you like building some kind of crazy device and like capturing sounds from it like are you are you tuning your music to 432 hertz or, or something to that degree like what what uh what has nikola tesla inspired that you've uh, integrated in your music
6: i think uh really the basis for tesla and Go- van gogh uh kwan really resonates uh Van Tesla really, or sorry, Tesla really resonates with him because of the really both of them in the sense of they both strove so hard to achieve something that really they didn't get any credit for till they were dead. So it was really that aspect of kind of both of their lives. And, you know, Van Gogh was a little, you know, on the crazier side as far as like, you know, lost his mind in and out of mental institutes. And, you know, as far as that aspect of when you're going down this road of making music the way we make music, um, it's not going to be an easy road. It's not like I'm making m- music about money, hoes, and bitches. So like at the end of the day, like that's, that's the hey. easy road. You know? hey, okay. We literally
2: so. had this exact conversation before as well, Mark, you son of a bitch. <laughs> we
4: didn't even hear the first part of this. What conversation did no, we No, I'm have saying heard? there's a,
2: There's a formula, dude. If you want to sell records, talk about...
4: Big booty bitches. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm totally against that. So I'm glad you pointed that at me.
2: Nerd. (laughs) <laughs> but it only lasts so long, right,
5: though? Like, everything has to come for full circle. So, it's, I think people are kind of tired of the music. It's saturated. Like, they want to hear that, but everybody's saying the same thing. And the same thing, it's it, with anything, you have to reinvent yourself and kind of keep reinventing the wheel. And I think that's what music's all about. Like, me, I was doing music for a little bit. And then, you know, kind of, uh, I started getting back into it, and Joe kind of like rejuvenated and got me back in the swing of things. And now I'm getting back to that whole like, because when I was 18 years old, like it was way different. Like you know, you you couldn't shut me up about rapping. I'd be like, man, I'll rap right now. Like you know what I mean? Like I was now. I'm like almost 40. I'm like, hi oh, hold on, guy. Like you know, what I, mean? I just got off word. my my you back. Know, I gotta- my <laughs> <Yeah>. back. <laughs> Yo, Yo Chris will talking. rap
3: battle you, bro. Chris, Chris is a crazy cipher. Like he. He, the 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 raps that he comes up with, bro, are crazy. He'll at the end we'll do a rap battle with Chris oh and Sean and Joel. Wow. Yeah, battle. I was dope.
4: being polite and saying we'd do it at the end. Now you're bringing it up again, so now we have to do it at the end. I was hoping <laughs> we'd all forget. We have to, bro. <laughs> all right, you
2: all just right. got to go first. <laughs> no, I'm not going oh, first. Oh <laughs> great! Yeah, no, I have to be. All right. all right, all right.
4: Well, uh, well, okay, I.
2: No, it's interesting though with rap shit too, because like what you're saying is your shit like gangster. Is it like boom bap? Like is it like Tyler Kwali Like mad? Like oh hey, Tyler
5: already called me a Nazi. So I mean, I've uh, earned my badge. If you you haven't really made it, if Tyler Kwali hasn't called you a Nazi on Instagram, you know what I mean? So
1: uh, that's (laughs) That's a little badge
5: honor right there. (laughs) Yeah, because because I told him that those uh the Patriot Front. Uh, was a, a federal group. I'm like, yeah, they might be Nazis too, but they're also feds. And he was like, that's what a Nazi would say. And I was like, Ooh, White <laughs> yeah. devil. Got me. <laughs> <devil. laughs> <laughs> no, I would say mine's a mix. Like, I mean, personally, me, um, I think uh Joel gets me more onto that. Like uh Joel kinda and Quan mixed to me, uh like, conspiracies with uh, what the new music sounds like. Like, a, a a modern version of hip-hop. And I would say me, what there is more like, yeah, a little gritty. I'm more of a gritty, like, kind of, like, uh, in-your-face, you know? Like, I, I grew up on underground hip-hop, so you know what I mean? Like, I, I grew up battling, uh, doing all that, so I'm a little gritty. But we could clean it up, and Joe and Kwon can go gritty. So, like, we, we, we're pretty well-versed, you know? Like, any style, man. Like, whatever they want, man. But what Since the people want? Know, to...
2: Because, like, you see these guys, like... And I'll be that guy, Jay-Z, right? But he can change his style with yeah. the times, with the culture yeah. as it shifts. And it's interesting because, like, you know, uh, race car drivers just go fast. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> I guess the football game of football could change, I guess, over – you know, but certain things are stagnant in that way. Sure. And other things are not, you know? So it's an interesting thing. Like, look at painting. It's always uh, – I like painting, so – I like hip-hop too, you know, you watch them, the, the style, like, it's like a wave, in the, and clearly they say wave all the time, you know, for that reason, it's interesting though, because I mean, you know I'm saying, like, you could approach this thing from so many different angles, so I was just, yeah. you no, know, I didn't know if you sounded like, you know, tribe, or if you sound like fucking 5% Wu-Tang shit, you know what I mean, I don't know.
5: But the best way to check it out is, you know, you could uh, check out Sean Chris or Joel oh, Thomas yeah.
2: or Quan Duke on any
5: streaming platform. Uh, quick little uh, free plug real quick. <laughs> <laughs>
4: and to that point, you guys are, are podcasters and musicians. So, you know, I'm not sure how familiar you are with, like, what's happened in podcasting to ensure free speech. Uh, there's uh, Adam Curry creating the 2.0 index. It's like a alternative index to what Apple had. Is is there anything like that with music like or or is that even like a worry like would you guys get censored by Spotify if you maybe said some stuff about Fauci or whoever, maybe you backed Kanye in a song and put that out like would that like, you know, get you, uh, I don't know, blackballed or shadow banned on Spotify. And if so, are there like alternative platforms that people are using for music?
6: Yeah, so. Yeah, As of right now, there really hasn't been any censorship on that front. So, I mean, and I'm pretty reckless. So I say a lot of, I call names and I'm pretty, pretty wild with it. So uh, I haven't had any issues. Um, Even right during the middle of the pandemic, I was like, fuck the vaccine. Whatever, you know what I mean? So like for me, I never really had any issues um, with any of that stuff. Uh, Now, granted, we have been looking into some things. It it is funny you brought that up because Tony Merkel and I are actually, working on developing a plan for that so uh we'd like to create something that does give artists the option when the the boot drops eventually because i think it will happen i think you know i don't know if it's gonna happen tomorrow but you know a few years from now as censorship becomes tighter and tighter i think that you're gonna have to find a way to be able to stream music as well on uh on on you know at least at least some sort of website or something that people can stream it similar to an app so we've actually been talking about that so i think
3: i think as ai progresses and i think it's as as it's able to pinpoint those keywords within music because they do it now with podcasts right you'll You'll get a, a review on YouTube. Hey, you said X, Y, Z. You don't even remember saying it, right? You don't even remember saying it. And then when you appeal it, they're like, no, we reviewed it. And it's against our guidelines or whatever Dude. it may be. Go ahead, Chris.
2: One, this is like, did you guys see this? This is another hip hop thing. Did you see the AI generated rapper that got signed by Atlantic Rap- <laughs> Yeah. Use the, used the N word and then got dropped by Atlantic in like a day. Canceled.
3: The yeah, AI used the N word?
2: In a day, this all happened, dude. (laughs)
3: Computers are not black people.
2: (laughs) It's insane, dude. That's insane to me. That's hilarious. In the future, like, what happens when they don't disclose that it's an AI? They're just like, bitch, we're gonna start printing fucking money.
5: But what? But he wasn't. Uh, he he was AI, and it was all. But the the actual raps were a rapper. It was written and performed by an actual rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the front end, the visual... But they had that whole, like... uh, But the thing that was even crazier is he was... This rapper, Flacco Something, was, like, also a big influencer on TikTok. And I think that that's really a push for that whole VR world, what they're trying to get a lot of people into. I'm kind of trying to stomach this... uh, Uh, documentary on HBO max right now called we met in VR and the whole entire documentary is in VR. It's really (laughs) tough to get through. I've been trying just to like, you know, for research purposes and I'm like, Oh my
3: God, I love VR. (laughs) I'm going to actually jump in VR right now, guys. I'll be right back.
5: Oh
1: I'll God. be right back. Oh no.
3: So oh speaking, of, speaking of VR, He's like, like agent. They're, they're, no, no, no. So check this out, man. You know, I, I use this for research. <laughs> I use this for research purposes, you're okay? Not
1: researching I anything.
3: I understand that this is a game. There are people who live on this 24-hour. There is VR erotica uh, where are people-
4: researching other humans in there? no 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 <laughs> so
3: so listen okay L- listen it's a pastime just mind your business mark let me finish the point where people there is erotica on this stuff where people it's are like, there's full feedback suits where you can wear a suit and wherever the avatar is touching you in the game you feel it on your body so what happens when they start putting like uh like i know chris just got the wait, latest wait, the, the wait, glove for wait, the wait, wait, yeah dude yeah
1: don't,
3: don't include chris in this. yeah bro I, you know what i'm talking yeah. about he's End up no, for the Kickstarter,
2: wait, 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 wait. so I'm like, I'm like wearing this like sick jumpsuit, right? This sick NASA jumpsuit, and I'm just getting jacked off at the post office. By like, <laughs> in you, I I'm was like, Morpheus
3: interviewing that, a toad, okay? A frog, all right, dog, all right. And you can wear the suit all up on your balls and everything. When the avatar goes like this, you're gonna feel it, dude, you're gonna feel it, you're gonna feel the shots. It's gonna be like the real world, the real life matrix. That's that's what they're they are uh, are conditioning us for, little by little. But you gotta remember, these people are are are, and by these people I mean the lizard esque reptilian overlords, whatever the archons, <laughs> the nephilim, the whoever. These people they understand that they reincarnate. Every so often, right? With their little sausage fingers. So they can wait for forever. They don't care how long it takes. It's good. They're going to eventually do it. And they're just going to slowly creep it up on you. And by the time you know it, we're going to be in like 19, uh, what is it, 1984, where there, yeah, no, no
4: 1983 one right? 1984 where, where hey, chocolate is here actually where chocolate <laughs> is
3: is a delicacy right and, and drinking coffee is a delicacy and, and having sexual relationship with a woman is a delicacy like oh we can't do it you got to
5: be careful come on man like, Dude, you
2: guys got to watch that movie thx
5: 1138 have you ever seen that no i've never seen
2: that one it's, it's like spielberg's first movie or whatever and it's about this post-apocalyptic society that lives underground and they don't know anything other than and they just get fed pills and like they live in these like weird white rooms you kind of can't tell where the end of it is it's like fucked up dude but it all feels like that shit you're talking about Juan where it's like you kind of don't i mean you can't get a grasp on things a little bit i think the i think that's like kind of the whole idea behind big pharma too is to get people like really fucked up so you can just steal from them
3: yeah <laughs> or, or pass a bunch of drugs that are illegal like in portland and let them just get high as fuck and not even worry like the the weed in these pens nowadays is so potent Dude, you're a you're you are Bigfoot when you smoke some of these strains. Like that you become Bigfoot. Like you will just sit on the couch and morph into your couch and be a Bigfoot. Like that's that's part of it too, bro, where they're passing these stronger and stronger drugs.
5: Depends on how you use it though. Right. Like it's all in the person that's using it. I think you that's an excuse, Sean. I, I think that's an excuse. It's like, I, I'm just telling you, man, like, 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 oh, like, like I really, Sean. I think, <laughs> I think cause I don't even smoke as I used to smoke. You know what I mean? Like I used to be like party animal, like literally like from like Monday till Sunday, you know what I mean? Like go to work, like two hours sleep and like, all right, let's do it, man. Just pound a couple shots and let's get in there, man. But like, I think it's like when you moderate and you learn, uh, what you can do. It's, it's different. Like I, I get what you mean. You can, it can be used wrong, but anything could be used wrong. If I eat too much, I couldn't be a glutton and, and be slower and die from that. Or if I don't drink enough water, or if I drink too much water, like it's balance, right? The whole key of life is finding our balance. And I think when we look within ourselves, that's why I say a lot, like, who are we man Like and I, I think That really moves everything And when we Yeah there's lizard people Yeah there's like Things that are trying To control us But we can't let That control us And at the end of the day We gotta be like Man I don't give a fuck man Like this is what hey, I uh, do You know what I mean
6: like- <laughs> Speaking of Big, big pharma like feed, Feeding itself uh, You see uh, Moderna Has got a uh, A new A new one For heart attacks
0: <laughs> Brought to so- you By Pfizer uh,
3: Pfizer is yeah. a sponsor Of the show Shout out to Pfizer
6: the case. <laughs> yeah they've apparently come out with one the shot for heart attacks it's supposed to stop them in their tracks or <laughs> or 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 help you in the future from getting it so i'm thinking like what what was given before that's causing these things to now have to take this you talk about Man, you talk about Moderna coming from, like, the depths. Like, they were they were going bankrupt, man, right before all this stuff happened. And then all of a sudden, now they're like – like, They're like,
3: Kobe? They're like, Kobe? One last Kobe, shot.
2: big time. Uh, have, you guys uh, seen the, have you guys seen the new Balenciaga collection?
3: No. Nah. It, it's I have a,
2: not. It's literally like the guy is, like, literally, like, trolling. Hold like,
3: on, let me pull it up. This is going to be retarded.
2: <laughs> is, is it what Juan's wearing he looks like he dipped
4: his hand in no but it's like the same thing All right, so like-
3: let me school you real quick Mark so no, I'm, in um, Florida. Florida like I'm in Florida Florida men. I'm in Florida this is a peacock bass in Florida it is normal <laughs> to walk around in fishing shirts because we're built wow. differently okay so this That's is a fishing fish shirt Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Respect, right. bro. So yeah,
1: I knew
4: there was a reason why you're looking so fishy over there. And Chris kind of looked <laughs> like a penguin for a second until he turned his light on with that hoodie. <laughs> anyway, I'm losing my eyesight. Hey, Mark. Fuck you, man. <laughs> I'm losing my eyesight. Don't don't take it personally.
3: Yo, this shit. Ooh.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is that I shit. have one of those.
3: Jeffrey Dahmer a- had one too. It's called uh, a mannequin. Yeah.
2: yeah. Balenciaga, the Crocs. Balenciaga, the Crocs. Balenciaga, like, they were the ones that did the, the shoes that look like socks. They, like, yeah. They did a trash bag last year. Yo,
3: yo <laughs> what was that? Hold up. Yo, what is this guy doing, bro? <laughs> that, that,
5: that freezing, dude. Yo, that's Chris
3: right now, dude. <laughs>
5: And what's up with the crocs, man? I can't, I don't understand the crocs, man. I just don't get oh. it, man. Uh, yo, yeah, yo, yeah. Whoa, 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 Sean, get it.
3: come on, bro. <laughs> come on, dude. I can't,
5: I can't get down with the man. I, got, I just I can't met get down you, with you with bro. You're gonna disrespect me like that? <laughs> oh.
3: <laughs> Put hey, the crocs I in four only by four,
5: a four mode. In Florida, you know what I mean? I get it. I get it. I get in Florida, it's it like is? mandatory, right? You have to
3: have them. I get it. When bro. you're a dad, it's the- mandatory. Like if you got kids and you live in Florida, it's mandatory. So the
4: bowls of our shoes that are rubber that are keeping us, uh, you know, blocked from the healing energy of the earth, it wasn't good enough uh, to just go to the bottom surface. Now they make the whole shoe out of this rubber bullshit. So Mm -hmm. eventually you'll just be like a pirate with peg legs because your feet will be These are
3: fresh though, right?
5: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
4: And <laughs> hey, why is that the
5: new thing too is like it's kind of reminds you of like the 80s you know in the like the early 90s where people were cutting their pants and they're like you hey, know rips oh,
2: if you're if you're really rich and you want to buy like $2000 sneakers you don't have time to beat them up and write Balenciaga on <laughs> And
1: also, you got to blend in, you
4: know? All of these high-priced uh, uh, you know, houses are in places with homeless people. They want to walk down the no, street. No, the, these are called the, oh, yeah.
3: the Chernobyl edition. The Chernobyl. So they're, they're trying to get
4: you...
5: They're
3: trying to desensitize you to like a nuclear warfare right, right. fallout esque. Well, you see, Yeezy's
5: of... coming out with the new Holocaust Four, right?
2: Wait, 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 wait. Hold up, dude. <laughs> what? One, one. Look at the latest. <laughs> look at the latest Balenciaga that, that that one right there. One, go up, up a little bit, up, up, up. The dark photo. Fo- that one right there. That's Kanye Balenciaga latest collection. Yeah, the squad it.
4: team stuff.
2: Look at that shit. Yeah, man. It's, it's- Post-apocalyptic like moron wear. It's so amazing.
5: It looks oh. great. And he's so mad that everybody thinks that it's like apocalyptic wear. I'm like, dude, they're wearing like bags and stuff, and like it looks like he's For, like, just skinny stole- people to feel tough. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Isn't this great? Imagine Chris in this. He's like five foot two. Just imagine him in this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: dude, I wouldn't need pants, dude. I do that shit. Pantsless, no problem. Just the so coat. Those are Crocs boots. Those are Crocs boots by Balenciaga. It's like the
5: Jack the Ripper boots
2: or Yo, something. Yo, but th- <laughs> these are fresh though. Hold on. No, they're fr- they are kind of
3: fresh. I saw these and I wanted a pair until I saw the the fresh price tag? tag. Hold up, Hold on. These are fresh as fuck, son. Yo. Hold on. Not these. It's some Yo, guy right here. Get- How fresh are these, <laughs> my dude? Yo. Wow. Let's go, son. I'll rock these. Uh, I don't care. Okay. Uh,
2: I'm saying, dude, the world is fucked, dude.
3: <laughs> Golly, but they're like 400 bucks, so I'm not trying. What was to that, do that
5: fishing in the front? Can see, yeah, they're in the back. <laughs> <laughs> dude, they're like
2: 900 bucks. Hold
3: on. The ones that I showed you, it's like the boot, bro. They're like, yeah, they're like 500 bucks, something like that. Something crazy. Oh, no,
2: they're like nine. They're like a, over a rack, I think. Really? Yeah. Damn, they I should have caught. They would try—not that anything this has anything to do with conspiracies—but I, I wanted to just say this dumb shit because you guys seem like a on the level. <laughs> Wink. <laughs>
6: I don't know what that means.
2: Yeah, right. Exactly. We're trying. Yeah, but we're gonna give you the third degree next go round. <laughs> you know so, uh, and, uh, and you know, you said it earlier, man. Like at some level, like yeah, there probably is all this fucked up shit going on. Klaus Schwab probably is a gigantic dickhead. And, uh, but like at some level, like, fuck it, man. Let's go have a beer. You
3: know? Yo, Joel. So yeah. you, you mentioned about being part of a certain group at the beginning of the show. Like what, what degree are you now? How's that going for you? How's the great, are you, do you practice the great away. work? Or, oh, okay. So, so no degrees.
6: No, I no. there's that, but I did walk away. So there was a, uh, I just came to a crossroads in my life where I needed to make a decision for my family or keep going down these paths. So do you think you know, it was a
2: nefarious path, a path had you kept going?
6: I think so. I think there was some stuff laid out for sure. But
2: the last guest that we had, we said to him, he said he was trying to participate in the, I'm not going to tell you his name, <laughs> but he was trying to participate <laughs> in the great work. And I said, well, if you're part of an organization who's, idea is to do that which is to better yourself and, and those around you why is it that your group is generally associated with people that don't act that way
6: let me tell you this and just to get on that topic for a little bit and i'm mm-hmm. not i'm not shy to talk about it either i I don't go into a lot of like super details but i don't worry about talking about i it. love one, the freemasons yeah one, <laughs> one because i will say this probably in the 90 95 percentile the guys that are part of it it's just a it's just a fraternity, man. Like they look at it as a brotherhood. They're helping out the community. I know we did a lot of stuff for the community. So uh, there's all that that's involved. And most of the guys that get involved with it, they just think they're part of something that, Hey, you know, I get a speeding ticket. I know so-and-so my brother, that's a cop that could get, get it off for me or whatever. And I'm in this cool thing that nobody's, you know, really a part of. That's most of what you see. Um, But in saying that there is like a 5% threshold or 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 maybe a little more of guys that know what's going on that that have worked their way up and they're a part of you know something else one thing about freemasonry is that's just kind of the gateway drug it's kind of like weed right like you get you you take you you smoke weed and then you get access to oh man let me try these pills uh oh let me try this out you know it's the same thing because once you get in and you get access to the other houses and you can work your way up and then you know certain people can spot you out and see if you know you've got certain intentions I think when I got involved, I had certain intentions. So there's people that that were involved and, you know, without saying it, there's conversations had and, Hey, here's here. You could do this. You can get to this path quicker and and those type of things. Life just smacked me in the ass. And I'll be honest with you. Like I I had a lot of bad things happen to me um, that shook me to the core, to the point where I needed to make a decision. Was I gonna be there for my family? Was I gonna take care of my kids? You know, or was I gonna forsake them for what I wanted to achieve in life? And I think that for me, that was that was God's wake up call to me, where it was like, Hey, you you need you got a choice here. Like you're either gonna go you could get what you want, but you're gonna lose everything else. I just wasn't willing to do that. Like at, at the end of the, the day.
2: day? What, not enough time. What's not enough time in the day? Like, what the problem was?
6: No, it was just, man, it, without going into super – it's stuff. It's just personal stuff. Like, I went through a lot of personal issues, like, with, with my family, my kid, right. um, where, you know, I lost my job. It was a lot. It, I had a lot going on at once. And, I, and to me, I felt like that I was bringing a lot of negative energy on myself because I had a lot of negative intentions. Mm. And I think that I needed to make a decision, and I'm glad that I did. You know, to be honest with you, I, I'm, I'm glad I'm walking the path I am now. And I've got great people that surround me now and it just doesn't interest me anymore. Like it it really doesn't. You had
2: nefarious intentions to begin with. And that's why you, that is why you got a part of a certain organization.
6: Well, not necessarily. I I don't think that all of them knew that either. Like I, I just found a way in, you know, but I, you know, ultimately my goal was, you know, Bunny fame. And I say that as just a precursor, but really it was the Is I think ultimately I, I really enjoyed knowing things other people didn't know, you know what I mean? And, and, and that's, that's fun. And even now it is to an extent to where we dig and we find out things and, you know, we, we spend a lot of time doing research. Um, but again, I, I think I'm doing it from a different place. Like, you know, for my soul, I'm just in a different, you know, mind frame and I feel better, you know, I, I, I wasn't in a good place then and i had a choice and i believe i made the right choice at least i hope i did
4: (laughs) yeah that sounds like uh that sounds like you 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 chose yourself and your family over others which yeah that's interesting i i'm not as skeptical as chris and juan are but you know then again i did entertain the idea of becoming a mason at one point in my life and then a few months later uh i became a a podcaster and i was like yeah screw that i'm i'm just doing this now uh, <laughs> but yeah it is interesting i i don't know if every lodge is is cut from the same cloth you know uh, when you started speaking about like nefarious this and that my mind started to wander but on a certain philosophical level, spiritual level, like if you're pursuing money and fame, like that is in a sense nefarious, right? Because that's going to get in the way of, of your higher values, especially if you have a family. I mean, if you're just a single dude out there and you want to be successful, I don't see you know anything wrong with that as long as you're not hurting others. Uh, but, you know, if, if you're sacrificing, you know, the people you're responsible for uh, to, to pursue this thing, yeah, it could definitely kind of weigh on your your soul and your spirit. So I commend you for for deciding to do that. And it doesn't sound all that much different from someone who's like who loves bowling and like has to give up bowling because they need to, you know, focus on, you know, it, it doesn't. Right. We're not necessarily implying that like Freemasons are a evil group of people, but. Uh, It does seem like, you know, any group in that sort of structural hierarchy has a cult aspect to it where maybe people are being coerced or manipulated to become something that maybe they wouldn't have naturally. Right. And and that can definitely add a nefarious quality to things. And yeah, I don't know, Chris. Chris has never admitted his own personal uh, associations. We don't know for sure. He is born in the the Caribbean, so he could be part of some voodoo cult. Illuminati
0: confirmed.
1: (laughs) I
2: don't know. Yeah, so... uh, Thank so, you for entertaining
5: our questions about that. I got recruited once by a, Illuminati on Facebook, but I mean, I, <laughs> didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get. I guess I didn't pass or something. So yeah, I, I, I think I missed those my might chance. Have
4: been people from Africa. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, they also were telling me something about they won a lottery ticket. at ten thousand, but if I send them a thousand right now, I'd get it. I mean, I never got the ticket, but I'm sure that it just got lost in the mail. I think we've all been.
3: I I think we've all been at that crossroads, like how, how Mark is talking about either you become a Freemason, you become a podcaster. podcast or some the people choose to podcast or something. No, so- no. <laughs> <laughs>
4: well, I, I was trying to not- learn more about my community and I thought joining the lodge would be a good way to do that. And then I realized I could just read books of the library. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that, that, that's the thing, right? So I think we've all been there to where we've wanted to join because how how Joel was saying like the the aspect of it's the Faustian pact. Are you gonna you know how much are you willing to give up to learn the knowledge, right? But then how Mark is saying is like, wait, so you can well you can you can look this stuff up on YouTube and just learn about it. You, have, you don't have to do it. Literally,
2: it's literally what krs one says. He's like, why I didn't go to high school. He goes, I went to the library.
3: Yeah. So it's like it's right there, but then they they gatekeep it and hold it d- so close, and, and it gets mystified because but of it's that.
2: It's also spread out though; it's a spread out knowledge among like it's almost like spreads to the four corners of the world. Where if you can triangulate off the Quran and off the Zohar and off the fucking Talmud and off the Bible, you know you can kind of come to these conclusions. And they say like a lot of these Renaissance people. Like, that's the idea. Like, not only are you, you know what I mean? There's a physical intelligence, there's a um, mental intelligence. There's like all mm-hmm. these, um, you, you know, the one, you, you want to be like that rounded stone. You know, you want, which is interesting because Mason's like squares. And
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that, that that not everybody, like me, I've never wanted to uh, personally, honestly, just never even thought of even wanting to be in any one of those groups. I've never really been huge on fame. Like, I'll take the money. Like, you know what I mean? Like, of course, like, you know what I'm saying? Whatever will help my family and all that stuff. But I always figured that, man, it will come to me anyways. And I think once I learned how to be around people, man, like, I feel like I could go into any city, uh, any country and and meet people. And it's happened, you know? Like, I meet people and I have a good time with them and sometimes becoming lifelong friends or at least friends for that month. And, I think that's the ultimate goal, man. I think that's the knowledge we need, man. Just like you say, Chris, sometimes, or, or I don't know if it was Chris or Juan, but grab a beer, man. Just pop over a couple of beers, chill with the <laughs> friends, have some good times, man. You know what I mean? Do you. I mean, everybody has their own label. beer, you know, a little white girl, little whatever you do. Not me.
7: Not Chris me. Chris is a little white girl.
6: <laughs> you know, a little Hunter Biden, it's all good. Yeah, a little Hunter Biden out there, you know what I mean?
2: Oh, a little God. that Walter, you know what I mean? that Walter baby, dude. It's it's. uh I don't know what you guys are talking about.
3: <laughs> yeah. So can we can we talk about Dog Man for a little bit? Because uh you guys you guys talk about Dog Man too, right?
6: Yeah, we went hunting for Dog Man. I did not.
3: Did you did you find it? Like, what was it like? bro? you can't just say you went hunting for Dog Man and not yeah, get into. So-
6: uh probably uh well we went deep into the uh daniel boone national forest with a guide he had ran a dog man twice um and this is all the documentary it just started getting released (laughs) on streaming services now but uh we went deep into the daniel boone national forest and uh second day we were out there um tony uh, and uh the guy they had walked up to look at a it's a they have these basins out there right so it collects water it's for whatever animals are out there can get to water without having to get to the lakes and he said well this could be a place that maybe we find something uh while that was happening i was walking straight ahead and these trees and and when i say these are big trees these are trees that we, we couldn't move you know these are these are these are you know big you know I'm going to try to do it right here, but like, I can't even get my hands around, you know what I mean? And I saw them shake to the core in front of me and I don't know what shook them. Uh, I turn around and look and Christian, one of the videographers, he's the director on these things. I look at him. It does it again. He sees it. Um, and it felt like just a, I, I can't even, I don't even know what to say, but like a dark energy hit that place where I just felt heavy and, uh, it was pretty wild, uh, you know. We went. We tried to, you know, we tried to figure out what it was. We still, do this they don't. Um, there's a lot of weird stuff that happened up in there during those three to four days that we're up in there tracking. Um, but we don't know if it was something, you know. Dog man spotted in there, but that's a lot of stuff. You get out to these national parks. I mean, there's so much going on out there. There's a lot of things people see. Uh, we were talking to some of the locals. They got what they call uh, hanks. They're like. Uh, uh, wood apes they are apes that are what? in the woods that yeah it's crazy so uh it's yeah i don't know they don't know where they come from but they're spotted you know along with bigfoot and a lot of the normal oh, stuff you see
2: bro you just gave me the illest idea Juan. what we're if these smaller. are just what if these were just monkeys that motherfuckers let like let go you know what <laughs> I mean, it's like like the alligators in the sewers you know what i'm saying Good. that's what
4: happened in florida that's
1: what i'm
2: saying it dude. could
4: be Now he's just going to blame every cryptid on the
1: circus.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They're like, dude, we saw this thing. It looked like a tiger. And then, but two weeks ago, like circus was in town and they lost a tiger it's like not a coincidence (laughs) a a grizzly cryptid gorilla (laughs) i think a lot
6: of cryptids uh, can be attributed like metaphysical though too so Mm -hmm. if you think if you believe anything like esoteric and metaphysical stuff i think a lot of things can manifest as well so it's not necessarily something physical all the time either i don't know if what i saw was necessarily physical there was no tracks there was nothing there uh we went up there we searched everywhere uh i don't know if it was something that was able to move in and out of reality or not. It could be anything.
2: does, Does metaphysical mean like a figment of my imagination? I mean, it could be. You never know. Dude. Oh, I'm open to whatever, man. Like I just know I saw something weird. Dude, I want a T Rex, dude. I want a T Rex. You
6: know
1: what i <laughs> Imaginary. If he said imaginary, then
4: that would mean imagination, Chris.
3: That's yeah, so keep whatever, keep man. your thoughts to yourself, Chris. Don't be thinking about no <laughs> monkey men jumping from the you you yeah. said,
2: meta- <laughs> hey, "Hey, you said metaphysics. Metaphysics is like quantum reality. Quantum reality yeah. says that your observable reality is coming from your fucking mind, and it's." Pre- so I'm not wrong, Mark. You son of a bitch. You get again. Chris is
4: trying to book his ticket to Daniel Boone National. <laughs> what state I'm is a big that? Big
6: proponent and like quantum bigfoot and all that. So you know, as far as that goes, you know what's that like, mean? Quantum like Ron,
4: bigfoot. We haven't heard. I haven't heard that before. Uh,
6: Ron Ron Moorhead. He. uh He's the one that has pulled up the Sierra sounds. He's the one that was tracking Bigfoot back in the late seventies, like mid seventies. He's got a lot of crazy, but they, he had a group, they went out there periodically deep, deep in the woods. And what, from what his he's come up with this theory called the quantum bigfoot theory that bigfoot can move in and out of reality essentially like they they use a kind of a cloaking system it's a frequency they work at a different frequency than humans do kind of like a dog whistle you know like a dog whistle a dog can hear it but we can't hear it be the same thing with bigfoot like bigfoot could be right next you wouldn't know it because they've got some sort of frequency going on with uh with with their uh uh with their bodies um he said he when he when they ran out and they heard bigfoot in this area he hit kind of a force field like it stopped him so they they can manipulate things as well um according to him though they can slip in and out of using quantum physics and they can move at rates that you you don't notice so you know when people somebody's tracking a bigfoot or they see bigfoot tracks and they just seem to stop there's no more tracks. He thinks they move into another dimension at that point, and they can move in and out of realities um, as uh, using quantum physics.
3: Is this what you were wanting,
2: Chris? This is what Chris thinks about. He's like, this is
4: what Chris is anticipating. Like, let's book a, a flight now. I want to monkey men. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is that I like the one below it, the Harry and the Henderson. Yeah, it's all good, bro. It's right all right? good, dude.
3: Cause the 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 original, what is it, the Patterson? She's got some honkers on her, you know what I mean?
4: <laughs> it's a female. That is, yeah. <laughs> and hey, dude, I always cite that for non-believers of Sasquatch. Like, dude, they have a picture of it. I don't think anybody who was hoaxing a Bigfoot would have thought, oh, I'm let me make a. a Tits on the costume, like nobody's gonna go through the trouble of doing that. They're just gonna. I be put a balls
3: male. on mine, bro. The biggest yeah, balls. I can. A,
4: just dragging in the yeah. back. <laughs> everybody wants to be a big macho Sasquatch, you know. Yeah. Nobody's gonna be like, oh yeah, let me hoax and, and be a have huge tits. You it's know? Like, like all
3: balls, no yeah. dick though. Like that's like,
4: hey, look at those balls. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was convinced when I first saw that picture in Ripley's Believe It or Not. Jeez. So I've I've I remember
3: growing up being six, seven years old, remembering about how in Puerto Rico I was living at the time when the because the Chupacabra was a little bit different because we're talking about like this interdimensional maybe Nephilim descent. Type of thing that, that where that was
4: your uncle, right? He he watched <laughs> you guys after school. Your
3: no. uncle Chupacabra? No, no. So I remember, dude. There was accounts of people because the, the Chupacabra is a, according to the conspiracy, right? The theory that it's an, a runaway experiment, it's an alien, and they were doing mm-hmm. it in the Puerto Rican rainforest, which I've walked through there by myself in the middle of the day, and it's creepy AF. Like it it feels like somebody's watching you literally and it's like something about being in these open uh, maybe not in a jungle but like in these not desolate areas right where there's like open areas to, I think where energy can manifest so I think that's where you get that feeling sometimes cuz it's just like a collective and it's like an open area where they can they can come through or shake the trees without being not judged but you know what I mean like without being interfered with but the whole the whole chupacabra thing was like it's an, like a runaway experiment and i remember that when I was a kid, there was accounts of people having hands, right? With claws, like, uh, coming through their shutters. We have them in the oh, island. Right. We have the shutters oh. like that. Like, coming in, bro. The the goats were all being sucked up with their their blood, like, dry. Uh, I remember my, my dad's friends, they would stay up at night with guns, like, at, at their farms or whatever, waiting for whatever it was that killed the cow the day before to come through. They were, like, pulling all nighters, you know, standing out there just waiting for something to roll through with guns in hand. And it's like, I remember being a kid. Uh, uh like watching this and seeing this you know what i mean it was crazy like traumatized me
4: your dad was a chupacabra hunter <laughs> no we had <laughs> we had friends bro <laughs> we Damn, had friends dude, out there with a bull whip boy. that's pretty sick though right <laughs>
2: that was easily the funniest <laughs> thing mark's ever said the, the puerto rican
3: the puerto rican uh, van helsing or some shit where it's like yeah. what are we doing today we're hunting for big for for chupacabras bro what it's what like they're these here. Are we like...
4: do every day dude hey man i'm indiana
1: bro i'm here to chupacabras
4: <laughs>
3: As a Puerto I mean, Rican this was
5: all like a DMT like trip, though, like what if it's like a mechanism for like another being that when we get across these uh, things, we can't explain that it's just some kind of DMT or hallucinogen that gets into our system like we inhale right away. And then that's why people see mm. so much crazy stuff.
3: But you're not around think- something that can give you that dose all the time, so- though.
5: Like no i'm saying that they like 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 imagine that there's an alien or an angel uh, or whatever and their defense mechanism is to mm. hit us with a blast of dmt and we see some craziness and we're like i don't even know man and
2: then it's like oh that's then, like, cool, dude that's like the uh, i don't what's know that, what's that columbia trumpet or whatever that drug where they like yeah. Dude, you'll empty <laughs> hey. out your bank account, you become a zombie. That's, Have you guys heard of that shit? Yeah, that's
4: called the Tura. I'm Devil's sure. trumpet
2: or some shit like that.
4: Yeah, well, yeah, I've seen it's that. like a plant, but yeah, it's gulphamine is the chemical that does that to you. But turns your
2: ass into a zombie. though. you'll go yeah. clear out your bank account and shit. Yeah, to to-
4: you know, Sean, For you bring real. up a good point with that, though, because I think Ryan Musgrave Evans, who he hasn't been on my show, but I booked him on Tinfoil Hat, and he, um
3: it's Devil's Breath, is what's called.
4: He talks about right? yeah he talks about these aliens wearing these like mech suits and they're like us from the future. And one of the things they can do with these mech suits is like beam hallucinations at us. Like they literally can like project a hallucination. So we don't see them. We see something else like a Sasquatch Mm -hmm. or whatever else people see. Uh, But yeah,
2: big big bag of dicks. (laughs) Maybe DMT has
4: something to do with that. Or maybe they're just like sending the right frequency to uh, sure. the dmt from our brain you know maybe it doesn't even have to be like something transmitted it's just like they know what frequency triggers that in our
6: brain
3: yeah i want to believe bro i want to see a, i want to see a i went hunting one time my boy took me out there and he didn't tell me but we were five like five miles away from where they had seen a big foot like they rate the sightings like this is like a I forgot it's a one three or a one a sighting where they see the shape, you know, what time of day was it? And apparently off of I-95 where we it was like a swamp, there was a skunk ape uh, uh, sighting that they had seen like not too long ago. And it's like, I looked it up on the news and I was like, Oh shit, that's, that's crazy because I could have potentially been, you know, but what you were saying, Joe, like where it was shaking the trees, mm-hmm. I armadillos at night when they're walking through the swamp sound like they're, giant gorillas too because like it's so, again yeah. it, it's something about the it's like an ampli- uh, it amplifies the energy when you're out there in these places like open deserts that's where they say the djinn live at right so yeah. you have the 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 little spirits and fairies and all this folklore I know you guys just recently did the fairy Nephilim episode with that guy and it's like these open areas maybe these elementals that daddy Manly yeah. B Hall talked about are specific to certain areas so this is the yeah the desert elemental. This is the wood elemental. This is the Puerto Rican elemental. Just because just put it (laughs) over there because they're lazy. You know what I mean? So put them over there and then all this. So I I think that the energies are specific to places. And I mean, maybe I I like it. Yeah. Some people are able to interpret differently depending on where you are from culturally. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of racist, but I don't know. maybe, Maybe it's got some credibility.
2: So Ireland's full of like Lucky Charms little guys, and uh, (laughs) Puerto Rico's full of chupacabras, and uh, Montauk is full of Montauk monsters. Yeah, bro,
3: something like that. That's why you have Florida, man. But
5: Juan, I got a question for you, man. Oh, oh, since you're, you know, you're you're Puerto Rican, right? What's your take on the uh, Bad Bunny uh, uh, Logan Paul beef? I have no idea what you talking hey, about. Thank you, Chris.
3: I was <laughs> like, that's how I feel about it. I don't even know about it. <laughs> yeah, because
5: uh, Bad Bunny was calling out Logan Paul, then kind of like calling out saying they're gentrifying Puerto Rico and that they're just going out because, you know, they don't have to pay taxes because they're not Puerto Rico. They're Americans. So, mm-hmm. like, and then he tried to compare to Bad Bunny and was like, oh, well, he doesn't have to pay taxes either. And they're like, yeah, bro, it's totally different when you're actually from this country. And it was mm. it's a little controversy that was on Twitter for a little bit. I pay attention to a little bit of everything i thought I thought you'd be on that news. I wasn't sure no. I wasn't sure
3: no, bro, no, I don't really pay attention when it comes to bad bunny and all these rappers and stuff. but <laughs> I know about the tax haven, right? That's like one yeah. of the reasons people a lot of people there are a lot of Americans mm-hmm. in puerto Rico who who go there, but yeah it's a it's a pretty wild world out there
4: mm. indeed, well. <clears throat> And Tesla, Joel, Sean, Operation Kill the Mockingbird. I love it. We're kind of coming up to the the top of the hour here. Uh, do you guys have any final thoughts for us before we? Uh,
7: before uh, you spit just...
4: that
1: shit. Son! <laughs> 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 Mark.
4: I, I asked
6: them, I said, do you guys have any final thoughts?
3: Any any concluding thoughts? Jim? No,
6: I, I really appreciate you guys letting us on here. Uh, it was yeah. cool meeting you guys uh, for the first time. I know uh, you know Tony's told me about you, Mark, so I, I didn't know about you. Uh, Juan, I did go listen uh, to your show. You got some dope stuff, man. Um, Chris, it's my first time meeting you, but you're cool, man. You All you, oh, you guys, dope. Um, you seem like uh, you're like us, trying to find the truth, but at the same time, have a good time. And I think that's what we got to do, man. Keep things kind of light uh, for the average lurker, but you know, still dig as hard as we can and find out what we can to, you know, help us combat what's going to happen in the future.
5: Yeah, appreciate you guys having us on, man. It's been a blast, man. I like people like you guys that are just like, hey, let's just talk some shit. Let's see what we come up with. Let's theorize on the fly, and uh, who cares, man? Just have a good time, live life, love it.
4: <laughs> indeed. indeed well said man yeah and agreed it's been a pleasure talking to you both and having you on the show as chris said earlier quite possibly our smartest guests ever to be on the show i don't know what that says about the rest of our guests but you guys <laughs> are great uh, i think this has been an awesome conversation and uh yeah for for everyone out there uh you're confirmed in the illuminati when you listen to this show and uh if you feel the same way these guys do uh like and subscribe I know this is on YouTube but it also goes out to all the uh, podcast platforms so show us some love uh, on Juan's podcast, on my podcast, and you know if Chris ever gets around to publishing the episodes on his <laughs> podcast too, the Mensa podcast. This is maybe one of the only triple swapcast podcasts around. So uh, please try to support all three of our shows. I know that's a, a tall order, especially after you've learned about Operation Kill the Mockingbird. So be sure to to prioritize that subscribe there do you guys have a youtube channel you said your music's on all the streaming platforms if you want to uh send us all the links we'll put that in the description for this and whatnot but do you guys have a, a youtube for all our live
5: youtube people yeah, and we also also the podcast is kill the mockingbirds. Uh, it's Operation Mockingbirds on Instagram because our last page got nuked. Ah. So yeah, so it's the uh, okay. the, the podcast is killed. no, you're good, man. I just wanted to put that out there because sometimes we you get, you know, when you get nuked, it is what it is. But yeah, we have the music channel, the Kill the Mockingbirds, and we also have uh, YouTube Van Tesla Music. You can get all Joel's music through Van Tesla Music, which also Instagram Van Tesla Music, and uh, Sean Chris. Joel Thomas, Quan Duke, or Van on Apple, Spotify, you name it. Try to go against legacy apps, find a new app. You know, I'm all about the podcasting 2.0. So find Kill the Mockingbirds on there. <laughs> right on. Right on. Well, Juan, Chris, any
4: uh, final thoughts before we wrap up here? Everybody's been uh, thoroughly confirmed on this episode. I don't know if these guys are in the Illuminati, but they're in our group, whatever we're.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, I knew knew it was going to be a great show. That's why I wanted to have them on. I said, these guys are cool. I know they're going to vibe with us. So that's why I booked you guys for the show. And it went great. Yeah, I was really happy. Pleasure to meet you. Love the show. Keep up the great work
6: all right <laughs> i'll keep it on the level
2: <laughs> dude yeah i want to say thank you to you guys too it's awesome man i love when we can actually just fucking talk to people and just like get like clear concise straight answers without the fucking bullshit and it's like um yeah so thank you you guys are rad come uh come on mensa uh whatever come on uh, men come yeah, come over so down,
1: come on, come on, Juan's mom. Dude.
5: <laughs> the new podcast, yeah.
1: Yo,
3: you said, Yo, somebody said that they rap battle. Let's go, bro. What's up, man? <laughs>
1: yeah, not letting
4: it get away that easily. Right.
1: Bro. We're
4: done. The stream is over. The broadcast is over. Thank you guys so much. That was awesome. I appreciate it.
0: Do what
1: I told you, just log out. Log the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Susan Simpa, DJ Umpa Lumpa, Lumpa Umpa, Umpa Lumpa, put it up from the Tundra, got on the millstone, up the mountain hot on the solar tundra. Log off.
4: Ding dong, bonjour, the goal to get I see back. Shitting all over the track,
1: I might just never come back.
0: Get not mouse, you back, call this. Come a rap artist. Guess what? I'm shitting all over the track. Don't wait for me, these that's 50 motion, Still, don't taste, bring it back. You can't. Sit down.
1: Get it off my head like the coffee. From the cookie, the the cookie. cookie,
0: she cookie. She the
5: She the I'm singing
0: in, I'm singing out, lugging in, lugging
5: out, singing in.
1: Hanging out, logging
0: in, logging out. lag out, keep out. Lock out. Keep out. Keep logging out. Keep logging
1: out. Oh sweat wah young hasta
6: international i like
0: tango jingle. with the the tu tu Damn, one shot, of on so the limit on the babies baby a baby We can get a little stick and a little
1: bag and a
6: little
1: a
5: Jump! Hey, jump! Yes, jump! Yes, jump! Oui? jump! pas jump! Yes, trois points? jump! Yes, jump! Yes, jump!